0: you
1: Hello, and welcome to the 37th annual award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson.
2: Tastefully, I am Patrick Remion.
1: Uh And this is a tasteful episode because we're coming to a few conclusions this mm. episode. This is the Al Pacino finale, and boy... Um, as they say, what a long, strange trip it has been. Uh, we've been hanging with Al for months now. Um, if you were privy to Patrick and I's text messages, we we actually wanted more. We're so we're so hooked on the in the world of Al Pacino. But um, I think this past week has been pretty special. We saw Heat together in the theater, and now mm-hmm. we're heading into the finale of the Pacino season. Um, so when we covered Meryl Streep. I think we had a pretty good idea of what good acting was. Her consistency, her steadiness, her kind of unwavering professionalism. Her like but ability
2: to effortlessly disappear into a character.
1: All on display. This season, much like many of the recordings of this season, babies screaming, birds screaming, um... <laughs> guests being late, guests not showing up, uh, having a baby mid-season, just down the line, um, chaos reigned. But in, chaos. in my opinion, I hope for the audience as well, very fun way, but watching Al Pacino do all these things and his kind of ups and downs, his rights and lefts, his big swings, it does get you thinking what is acting and what is good acting. And we, we claim to be to scientifically prove things here but if this season has taught us anything i don't know if anything is scientifically possible at this point <laughs> uh, um what do you think patrick i mean yeah what have you what have you felt you've learned from watching all of this Al Pacino? Uh,
2: it's definitely been like a brain uh, a wonderfully brain melting experience like my brain has melted out of my nose but i'm just smiling the whole time uh, I definitely, yes. Yeah, science is gone. We're now shamans. We're now, we're like, we're, 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 we're actor, sha, acting, we're Pacino shamans. We prayed, yeah. we prayed to giant uh, idols of Donny Brasco and uh, his character from City Hall.
1: You know, I think you're right. Like if Meryl Streep was science, Pacino is religion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. And You think it'd be the other way around, but no, no, no.
1: yeah yeah i mean meryl streep has been in the laboratory she worked out all the equations to get to sophie and got it nailed it got that patent and the patent for being a terrific actor uh but al's chaos and pure what again i think we've both become like having pure faith in him even in, his, even in his weirdest. But because, like, I was genuinely at the New Beverly the other night during heat, like, yeah, I get it, the great ass scene, having laughs. But people were like laughing at a lot of what he was doing. It, yeah. I, and I think, it, and it's the same actually when we saw Rumblefish and Nicolas Cage. And I think that they're like wildly sincere and wildly over the top styles make. Mm-hmm people a bit uncomfortable to the point where they only can laugh. Yeah. It was interesting watching Heat the other night because, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was tremendous to see the audience literally lean forward when Hank's area first entered because we all knew he was about to get interrogated by Al Pacino. And we all knew what happens in that scene. The brilliance of the she's got a great ass scene.
2: Oh, history. <laughs> history was like everyone wanted to see like just a one of the, the the funniest. And like, I think that scene is up there with Nicolas Cage's um, angry uh, recitement of the alphabet in Vampire's Kiss.
1: But it's it's thrilling because like. Again, like we talked about it when we reviewed the movie, I talked about it with Graham High actually outside the theater. That cut back to Hank Azaria reacting to the great ass is <laughs> what makes that so tremendous because yeah. he's like, "Whoa, did I just did that just happen?"
2: Yeah, <laughs> and that's like not, that's like it's it's like yeah that point where acting and reality mesh into one yeah shocked emotion.
1: Yeah, and it was like um. I was talking with another former guest, Kevin Hamadani, the other night, and he brought up a funny point of, like, Michael Mann's bravery as a director, because most directors would be like, no, bring it back. We can't do that. But Michael Mann was like, no, that was right. (laughs) God,
2: And that's like the magic of Al Pacino. Like, no one, I don't think anyone else would have the, the, the cojones, with the exception of maybe a cage. You know, maybe yeah. a driver's like kind of the inherent, the person, the most recent like person to kind of hold that like crown of like, you know, being so sincere. We, that it's- you could,
1: you could, you could feel Al in the uh, stand up comedy scenes in Annette as henry McHenry, okay you could would, definitely feel al doing that doing those moments
2: i think i would i think i would actually like al pacino more as henry McHenry, <laughs> like a young al pacino although adam driver he's good as henry mckenna not gonna not not throwing shade i just think that like there's something that al pacino has a like um what makes al pacino such a successful actor for me is he has these like those He's so, um, he has the potential to be very soft in a way that a lot of other actors are not willing. He's, he's willing to be, like, feminine in a way that a lot of, like, you know, male, especially actors from, like, the 70s, uh, were oh, yeah. not even willing to, like, you know, uh, touch.
1: Well, I, and I think you can even feel it in heat the way he reacts to, uh, I think in particular toward the end when he finds Natalie Portman in the bathtub. Yeah. He's trying to rescue her, and then when he's with his wife Justine, and those final moments there, and then the just the look on his face when he's holding Robert De Niro's hand at the end of it, which we've seen that look before. We saw it at the end of um, Dog Day Afternoon. Mm-hmm. We, we see it at the end of Godfather Two. This look of like, holy shit, is this what is this it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's got the world on his shoulders. In, and that's why he's so like you can trust him in these roles. That's why he plays cops. That's why he plays the mayor. That's why he plays football coaches. You know, he play he, he you know he very rarely plays a guy just you know regular job kind of. It's always these incredibly heightened situations. Yeah,
2: he's never. It's either he is a just an absolutely down on his luck individual in like the toughest of situations, who's or like taking
1: a swing and missing.
2: <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Or it's, like, someone in, like, a really heightened power situation. Like, yeah, he's playing, like, the godfather or the devil. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yeah, there's not really, like, a, yeah, there's not a lot of, like, Al Pacino as the the wacky mailman. Or yeah. Al Pacino is, like, the, yeah, kind of, like, the, you know, the, the, the baker. Like, yeah, there's no, he doesn't have, like, a cobbler performance.
1: Yeah, and I, I know we didn't watch, I mean, we obviously, you know, I mean, I think I, "Righteous Kill" stands out as kind of a late period,
3: <sighs> mm.
1: sleepier performance. But I'd say almost all the way through every one of these other ones, he's alive and sincere. Yeah, and it's that's what makes it so much fun to me. And,
2: and honestly, like even when like he's not like the most like awake individual, or if he's like like he never feels like he's on autopilot, like Bobby Deerfield. You know, he's so quiet in that film, but it feels like a choice. And it's like, you can tell that he- He's really... trying a
1: different a different yeah. style, a different idea based on the theme of the film. Yeah, I agree completely. And Scarecrow, a different kind of performance oh, there too. What a
2: great, yeah. That's another. Uh, yeah. I, have a, I have a question for you. If you could have a, uh, a new Bev Al Pacino double feature, if you could like just set oh. up, what would, you, what would be your two back-to-back? I was thinking about this. My first that's thought That's
1: a great question.
2: Yeah, I'll give you my like I'll give you my like first thought like just to me off the top of my head would be a uh, Panic in Needle Park Scarecrow like early Al.
1: Oh. That'd yeah.
2: would be a lot of fun, I think. But um I don't know, it's tough. Like what would be the two two uh, that would like go well together?
1: I there's a the part of me that's like and I don't know if these are even my favorites, but I just mm-hmm. kind of like the idea of it. Carlito's Way Sea of Love oh dirt, that's so good dirty 90s new york owl <laughs> i think yeah. that would be kind of fun um but yeah carlito's way was the first because i just kind of want to see carlito's way in the on the big screen
2: yeah uh, just in way.
1: general but um i mean yeah if, if anyone out there if if one of these Al movies does come to your local repertory theater um <laughs> freaking check them out man
4: <laughs> like it they it go.
1: give it a go there it's a it's a good time um i mean that uh the other night i mean we 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 considered even doing a heat revisited episode because we were all like three of us walked out of heat just like jacked up like holy shit what a oh, movie yeah. <laughs> you know and they played the they played it like as loud as possible felt like a rock concert in there um tarantino's personal print which was very exciting to hear that beforehand um yeah. led off with um thief miami vice and collateral trailers which really got the uh the pulse of racing yeah and it just it just was so it was so good it was just so good.
2: It was it was sublime. It was like yeah. a religious experience. Because like the great thing about it too, it's like Tarantino's personal like print, right? And so there are like minutes in it where you can tell that like the, the, the film had like been restitched together or like they were missing like a frame or something. And that like, to me, that almost added to the experience. It almost added like this like a uh, unique trance. It's like, we're watching a very specific copy of Heat that only everyone in this room is going to experience maybe this one time,
1: you know? That is kind of the neat thing about the time-traveling quality of cinema. This was a copy that was probably printed in 1995. It's oh, been around, and it's been shown sometimes. It's got the wear and tear, but it still has that magic. I mean, I couldn't believe, like, even the newer movie, like I saw um Bev, uh, Dunkirk, Ooh. real late in its run, um, and the print was already, had gone through a few times and it was already there was some life it was a living thing which is so kind of neat like I know people complain when the prints get those like reddish tint and it's really pretty grimy I think with that cockfighter one we saw oh yeah totally Um, yeah but at the same time it was like man this was there this is cool like somebody watched this one originally that's groovy
2: yeah it's like well it's also like I don't know it gives like this extra quality to the cinema that you never get now, because everything's like digital for the most part, right? So like, it's almost like seeing like a, a band live when you see it, like because mm. it's like you're you're not listening to like the 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 fucking re- record version of the song. You're seeing the like them perform and, it in front of you and do their little like you know their the, 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 the whatever they have to do to keep it interesting to them.
1: And things, like and things can happen and you roll with the yeah. punches. I mean. I saw Black Samson there the other night and one of the projectors broke so when they had to do the real changes, there was like a minute and a half between <laughs> each reel. So it we went black and we kind of sat there for a sec then the movie started up again and it was like, kind of annoying, but at the same time it's like oh, that's neat, why not? Yeah, I, I can't
5: love wait that. to
1: see what happens next in this movie <laughs> like, um, is kind of the feel and yeah, it's just, it's a real live, and I think these like diving in so deep these like 70s classics even the 80s ones have been so much fun in the early 90s ones and it's just and i think that's might have been what like kind of teed us off on danny collins and righteous kill to an extent because they did feel just like new and kind of almost like content rather than this like yeah kind of living breathing textured thing but this has been a blast. I guess that's I guess yeah. that's the final thesis of this. It's like, I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as we did because we really like, I think our attitudes in each season have kind of gone with the acting almost. It's like we had this austere, very serious. we read... <laughs> Sophie's choice. We read the bridges of Madison County. We did all this stuff. And then in the second, and then in the and then the James Cameron season, it was even like more technical, but trying to figure everything out. And this one was just kind of like, let's just feel it. Okay <laughs> in a way, oh, yeah. like in the same way Al would. And we love you, Al. Just like we've loved James Cameron and uh, Meryl Streep by the time these things have been over. But I have a real soft spot now for Al, I gotta admit.
2: Oh yeah. He's like, I have an appreciation for him. I never had uh, before and I'm so glad that I got to like all these, it's so crazy now to think of like, I'd never seen dog day afternoon, Godfather part two, heat, Serpico. Like there were so many of these films that I had never seen and probably would have never seen on my own volition. And I'm so, especially, like, Heat, I probably would never see, and that's so crazy to me now. Like, Heat Sunday, so even, like, the ones that are kind of weird, like, Any Given Sunday. I love yeah. Any Given Sunday
1: now. Me that's too. A, me too, I miss.
2: Yeah, I miss it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the ones that lost in the first round, I literally legitimately miss. <laughs>
2: like, 100%. Like, I want to watch Devil's Advocate again
1: yeah same same i mean just talking about carlito's way that's really on my mind i saw there's new 4k blu-ray coming out shortly on that i'm picking it up picking oh, it up baby oh, adding yeah. them to the collection but you know they've all been fun basically all these movies have been fun we got to thank al we got to thank the listeners this has been an awesome time but not perfect no no not at all we got some regrets and. Much like with the previous season, we're going to share some of these regrets with you. Patrick, would you like to start things off with any regret that you have for this season?
2: Oh, yes. Uh, You know what? One of my first regrets. uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this because I was so for it. Uh, It's just my one voting regret. I regret not voting for any given Sunday. I regret voting for Scent of a Woman. My second viewing of Scent of a Woman I liked it i thought i would like it so much more and i liked it so much less and it was such a bummer because like from my experience with movies typically on this podcast is like i'll watch like a weird movie like a mama mia or a uh, devil's advocate and the second or third viewing like i just it becomes like i find the things in my head that are kind of like the memes and i just get like hooked to weird specifics but uh it didn't happen with Scent of a Woman, and I know for a fact if we watched any given Sunday multiple times, oh, that movie would have I, just gotten increasingly weirder and funner. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, that's my a, sorry, Mr.
1: Stone. It's a game of inches, and you missed. Yeah,
2: it's a game of inches.
1: <laughs> um, I, My my voting regret, I, I voted correctly, but I don't think I fought hard enough for Heat in the first round. Ooh. Um, Ooh. You know, I... Heat is obviously the uh, film dude bro favorite. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you want to avoid. We, you know, we don't want to be. Some things we like, but something. You know, we don't want to be that podcast. We want to be a little bit more open minded, not just raving about Heat and the Sopranos the entire time, even though we could. <laughs> um, um, but after this last. I mean, every time I see it, I think more of it. But this last time around, I just thought. What Al's doing is pretty, pretty heightened and cool. And there, these are choices. This is not just him flaunting his shit. He's he's doing some very interesting things with Vincent Hannah. Like I noticed um, how he, you know he doesn't do great ass or uh, get shot walking your doggy um, <laughs> when he goes to co- when he goes to coffee with Neil. Someone he respects. He only does that to people he doesn't respect to Ooh. try and put him off their game. These are choices. He just doesn't respect. respect a lot of people, but he respects Neil. So, but like, look at the way he treats Ralph, the TV guy. Like, he doesn't, he's the guy he respects the least, or Azaria, and he treats Ralph like, Sit down, Ralph! <laughs> you know, so I think, um, I think there's more to that performance than like the the fireworks of it you know and i just think i wish i had kind of expressed that a little bit better uh do you have any other regrets
2: oh totally uh oh and and just to comment on what you said too like that that's a very interesting uh it's a very interesting point you brought up it's almost like a meta aspect to that performance then where it's almost like i'm gonna like and Maybe it's not like I'm gonna give less of a shit if I care about you, but it's like, yeah, just like that fact that like I am gonna be increasingly who uh, towards the people I don't like is like a fun. I don't know. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. Uh, and that's like a trait, and it's a th- through line because he he isn't like you know a weird crazy guy around like his 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 squad. Like he's never like that to Wes Studi or Schwarzs. Or no, of those and
1: folks. He, he he doesn't do it to Natalie Portman. He's oh. caring and listens to her. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, and his wife. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. yeah.
1: Um, Except when he's really pissed off, like when she sleeps with Ralph. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: my other, um, my other uh, regret is I just regret we didn't. We had all these great T-shirt ideas, and we, we never, never made T-shirts. Damn shirts! Ah man. Oh
1: man. <laughs> oh, like man.
2: Uh, like uh, we could have had like an "Oh, what a bread" shirt. That would have been so good. Uh, we could have done like I said,
1: an internet sensation.
2: Oh what a bread!
1: Oh then, what a bread, Michael, Michael, <laughs> Michael,
2: Michael! <laughs> what a bread! Uh, and then Michael, uh, what a bread! <laughs> we were also talking about those like Helvetica shirts that just like list names and how funny that would have been to do all the Adam Sandler, like Nick Swardson and David Spade and Norm McDonald. The covert Don. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, directed <laughs> by Dennis Dugan. Like, like yes.
1: The cinema of Dugan, the cinema of Stephen Brill. Oh,
2: yes. The we, cinema we, of Tom Brady.
1: We are laughing, but um, we are 100%. We love them all.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh to be
1: perfectly honest, we love only all those affection. Guys. Yeah, we love all those.
2: Only, only affection affect-
1: for those freaks. Yeah. Those right-wing psychos.
2: <laughs> keep, keep shining, you large sons. Keep yeah. shining.
1: <laughs> Just. Oh, uh, man. Wonderful. Um, I gotta say, I gotta say though, speaking of um, coming off last week's episode,
5: mm-hmm.
1: as much as um, you know, we've talked about the length mm-hmm. of some of these Al Pacino movies and stuff like that. I think we should give the Irishman a fighting chance in this tournament.
5: Man. I think it
1: should have been here. I think yeah. it's it's a key it's a key Al Pacino performance.
2: It is, yeah, and, I
1: was the, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, asking our guests to sit in and us and my wife look, giving me dirty looks, continuing to watch The Irishman over and over again. But uh,
2: yeah, I see. If you watch the, I just imagine that, like the amazing um, Mr. Show sketch where, like, Bob Odenkirk is like putting mustard on the bread, and his, as his daughter grows up, that's like you watching The Irishman. <laughs>
1: I'm, I, I'm sitting in the wheelchair at the end, asking to leave the door open a little bit. Except I didn't kill it. I didn't kill Jimmy Hoffa. I watched oh, The Irishman too many times.
2: That's so funny. That's such a good. Uh, you know, Peggy. What? Peggy, what did,
1: what did I do? <laughs> you watched a three and a half hour movie too much.
2: <laughs> uh, if they made political cartoons about films, that would be such a good. Mm-hmm. What oh, a great
1: I I'd, I'd win a pulitzer. You'd
2: win a pulitzer <laughs> sir. Sir, you'd win a pulitzer.
1: What else you got?
2: Oh man. Uh I you know one thing I regret too is uh uh it's my um I regret not watching Stalker for the my top 25 films.
1: Oh yeah. It's a big
2: it's a movie that like I remember watching it in college and I wanted to watch it before the uh, my top 25 list that whole list in general I just regret it's so hard for me to pick my top 25 films like I like
1: change I mean I think he probably should have made mine I don't know
2: oh 100 percent. there is a part of me now that's like I think I would put like rumble fish on mine now like we saw that recently and I was so like um I'd never seen a film like rumble fish that really it it really touched me in a crazy way
1: your lid flipped oh your lid was flipped um yeah and speaking of Rumblefish. not to get too off top oh there's a cool one (laughs) uh so i just want to give a full-scale um support to academy academy favorite francis ford coppola selling his winery to make a hundred million dollars to spend it all on one final movie god bless you you true lunatic artist the way artists should behave you know and i, I heard on the Pierce cinema podcast today they were like what is this what do you think his family thinks of him spending a hundred million dollars of his cash and I, they were they brought up a point he might be in the only family in the entire united states who would be completely supportive of that move <laughs> like yeah. go for it dad 100%. rock and roll man
2: yeah never like like yeah. ah, man like it's like the king
1: keep yeah. it up dude
2: yeah he, he rules. I wish he yeah. was my uncle. I love him. Yeah,
1: I would love to drink wine with him. Um, I got one last regret. Do it. Um, it's a big one because there's a lot of truth. I was not fair to Brian De Palma mm. in our Scarface Insider episode. I called him like a trashy artist, and um, and and I think it came off as demeaning. Whereas I th- I would say now trashy artist is a full throated compliment to yeah. uh truly brilliant and innovative filmmaker who won't won't, I think he completely and thoroughly understands what it means to be a visual artist and the idea of pure cinema Um, and pure cinema is not a really really well crafted script that is just shot pure cinema is visual storytelling to its highest point of view and Brian De Palma does that he truly does that and um he's one of my favorite filmmakers so I don't I just I felt like I really like I oh I was like I hope Brian never listens to this because I was like he would <laughs> hate me and I don't want him to hate me. I want him to another uncle I want <laughs> you yeah. know
5: I, mean? yeah, I,
1: I, I want to get regaled by I I want to get regaled by his anti-Hollywood, anti-studios, anti-over-the-shoulder uh, back-and-forth shots. I mean, like, yeah. they're boring, and he's right. We quote that documentary, my brother and I, on the phone all the time. He truly knows what he's talking about. He might be a difficult guy. He might not really let the actors do their singing, although I might disagree with that. Um but he rocks. He he's he's one of the best, and I just feel I felt really bad. Patrick, you and I went to the movies like right after we recorded that one, and I was telling you in line how upset I was about how I uh, treated Brian on yeah, that episode. And I just want to say so. I'm sorry to Brian, and I regret it. It's not true. I, I should have, um, you know, held my ground a little a little bit more, stuck to my convictions. But um, you know, in the, heat in the of moment. moment heat. Heat of the moment, um, yeah. insider of the moment. Um, I just got a little caught up because you know uh, we're having this conversation. Uh, you and our guests were making great points, and I just I think I um, got a little caught up in it, and you know makes you think about that because you know you want to. There's no real stakes here, so sticking to your g- guns is not a bad thing even if there are stakes stick to your guns <laughs> it's kind of 100%. lesson learned
2: yeah stick to your guns and and it's like uh, and I just want to be clear too that like De Palma like yeah I don't even remember exactly how I uh besmirched De Palma in that episode if I did besmirch him but uh he I think that even if his work does have like that trashy element sometimes I think that's like a lot of like that should be laud worthy like I, I love like I think that like
1: our pervert filmmakers need to be praised. Yeah. We, as, as long as they're not doing it in real life.
2: <laughs> yeah, as long as you can, like, yeah, if you can, like, square yeah. keep the perversion in the box of, of, of cinema and out of reality. Of, of then, the like, story
1: you're telling. Yes.
2: Yeah, because, like, uh, go if, for it, it. It is like a bummer that, like, uh, film has become increasingly um, uh, sterile. And even, like, uh, yeah, the balls to the wall R-rated films, uh, you know, Like, there's not, you know, there's no basic instinct anymore. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, body double anymore. Like, that whole, like, um, that skeeziness, uh, for better or for worse, has kind of, like, disappeared from major, from, like, major film. And there's stuff on the, on the the sides, on the corners. Like, you know, Annette had a little bit of it. And, uh, you know, Viva uh, is a film I still need to see, but I've imagined there's probably some, like,
1: but I think, like, all of those are doing it for a purpose. I mean, we all know the god Paul Verhoeven's new um, Naughty Nun movie that's dropping later this year is going to be taking things to the next level. Oh, yeah. That will be
2: dangerously horny. That will be, yes. a- <laughs> like, if horny was radiation, you would have to, you would have to, like, uh, put, put an iron curtain around Holland.
1: But even even a movie like Sea of Love. I would put in that category that they just yeah. don't, or, cru, or cruising, of course. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, you man. know, yeah. Taking kind of wild risks and swings, and even in, like, it, not even risks and swings in terms of ideas, but taste, mm. <laughs> like good to bad taste, high and lowbrow kind of intermingling. Like Brian De Palma is a supreme artist, but he does a lot of lowbrow stuff yeah. too. And that's cool. I mean Scorsese does that too yeah
2: well I mean, and the lowbrow is part of life too I think that life is like dirty and lowbrow on occasion like you can't you can't avoid uh you can't avoid it it's,
1: yeah I mean gonna, yeah I mean not a, it's not just a bunch of saints who can fly now yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so god bless you brian live forever yeah. just like francis just Hell like yeah. marty um do you have any further uh, that was my last regret did you have any other regrets i nah. I had very few regrets this season i'm, I'm in love with it oh,
2: <laughs> oh. yeah I, my most of my regrets were like jokey yeah no i'm good yeah
1: we did yeah. a near we did a near goddamn perfect job and you know it hey
2: 30 rock we reagan's have you ever seen that episode of 30 yes, rock yes I, yes I was just watching that recently and i was like oh what a
1: Mwah. oh it's a it's a very very oh here's captain obvious here very funny show
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first folks heard it
1: here first 30 rock is funny heat is a good movie <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> And water oh hell yeah you bet your ass it's wet
1: hey you gotta drink it too uh, if you want to stay alive you gotta drink water just those are but i you ever thought about that <laughs> <laughs>
2: water won't you
1: yeah oh what a bread all right let's get to handing out what the audience is all been hollywood's biggest night oh, i'm yes. gonna just call it right now uh the academy academy awards this season's awards and patrick i think we did a really good job of having a lot of good callbacks over the course of the season understanding kind of all of the crazy weird characters and quirks we have met Along the way, so I've got a lot of warts <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all
5: right.
1: Me as well. I'm excited. So I'm gonna start off with a very simple one. Kind of, a, actually, I got a name for this one: the Meryl Streep tribute, best accent of the season Ooh, award. That's a good Meryl one. Streep accent award. And I gotta hand it to you, the local stigmatic. His Cockney yes! accent.
5: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> he dabbled in accents all the way through. But the local stigmatic, he puts it over the top.
5: (laughs) Uh,
2: What a great, that is by far, yeah. That's the one I would have handed it to. Good job. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, my my first award is going to be Best Goon.
1: Oh, nice. Now, look, we
2: have a lot of, this is a goon-filled world. (laughs) Like, everyone from the Godfather to... To Donnie Brasco, to the Irishman, to C. Love. There are just all sorts of goons of all sorts of shapes and sizes. Now, this award, you know, there are so many in The Godfather this could go to. Like, you know, this could go oh, to Oh, t-
1: classic goons. Classic oh, yeah. Goons.
2: You can go, this could go to Tessio. This could go to. Uh, uh, I think 10- Joe
1: Spinell played four goons alone over the course of the <laughs> <Yeah>. season. Yeah.
2: <laughs> t- oh, yeah. No, he's like, yeah, honorary uh, honorary goon of the year. But, uh. yeah. But I have to give uh, best goon to uh, the only goons, uh, to my knowledge, that are uh, titular goons. And I gotta give it, it's a tie between Donnie Brasco and the Irishman. Oh. They are like the, the two goons. They both represent like the dark side of
1: goonery. Mm-hmm. What goonery will mm-hmm. lead to. I mean, and whether you're talking goons like Bruno Kirby or the guy, who owns the nightclub in Florida who screws everything up oh, in Donnie man. Brosco. Nice or, last if you're talking Bugs that um, or The Lawyer or even um, <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. Oh, Bobby man. Cannavale maybe a Hall of, Hall of Fame goon as well. <laughs>
2: oh, totally. The, the,
1: he's kind of a we, goon in Danny. He's kind of a goon in Danny Collins.
2: Oh, yeah, he is. He's a little sun goon. Uh, <laughs> a rare type of goon.
1: Uh, Large adult man. sun goon.
2: God, now I wanna do an award for Best Large Son. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that later, I'll keep that in my pocket.
1: Uh, I mean, I think Bobby's gotta be a big contender for that. Um, oh, for Danny definitely. Collins, just for that shot at the end with Tiny Allen, Giant Bobby. Um, <laughs> I got a two, I got a two-parter mm-hmm. here. I'm gonna give one award for Best Friends. Wow. One award for Worst Friends. Ooh. Best Friends. I gotta give it to Frank Sheeran and Jimmy Hoffa, the Irishman. Ah! Best friends. Yes. Uh, <laughs> worst friends. We gotta go with Turk and Rooster. Righteous kill.
2: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Let's... Fuck those guys. <laughs> Rest in peace.
1: Partners for 30 years. Supposed best friends don't seem to know each other at all.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh! oh. I got a third part to this that's a uh, just a just a fun off. Best Paco. Frank Serbico. Cerbico, of course. Yes! Ah, just a
2: classic Paco. By his far. friends, his
1: friends, Colin Paco, as we Paco. all know.
2: They all love you.
1: I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: this is so this is similar to best friends. I have best posse.
1: Oh, this so is a good idea. Is,
2: this is an Al Pacino. Al Pacino movies are heavy with posse's. We've got crews.
1: Got gotta have your crew.
2: Yeah, your crews, best crews. Like you have all these. You got your Godfather crew. You got the Scarface crew with that montage.
5: Hmm. So
2: many good crews, <sighs> but man, my favorite crew. I can't believe it. This came came out of nowhere. Gotta give it to Heat. Hmm. That's which one, a, though,
1: the, uh, the cops or the robbers?
2: Oh, the cops. The Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. The Al Pacino, like, all these dudes. You got Wes Studi, Ted Levine.
1: <laughs>
3: and Bubba okay, Gump.
2: Bubba Gump himself. The Gump himself.
1: Michael T. Williamson. Michael yes. T. Williamson. Sorry. And then,
2: what was it, Jer- uh, Jerry Trimble? as Martial like the, arts expert. Which, like, and it rules that he's just kind of there. Like, I love he's, it.
1: He's kind of dopey, too. Yeah. But, yeah, oh. he's great
2: and they're just like just very professional they all love each other they're kind of like the ideal uh the ideal the platonic ideal of the crooked cop detectives that are probably horrible people if you look at them any closer than what they show you in the movie
1: yeah yeah i think um like when that when that do- doofus SWAT team guy makes the noise in the truck when oh, they're doing yeah. the metal shakedown and Ted Levine gives him the dead eye stare and and they're all like we gotta go in and all everybody on Pacino's team's like no we listen we listen to Vincent, um, so I'm gonna go on that that note man I I'm gonna jump to a couple big awards we're we're, I- we're we're gonna go straight to it here this is a double dose best cop. Ooh. Vincent Hanna heat is the best it. cop I believe we went I believe we witnessed but I also got worst cop and I hate to tell you much this, this might be sweeping the worst field it's Tom Turk Cowan in Righteous Kill, <laughs> who his partner of 30 years is a serial killer no idea just uh
2: what, if, a, like, dummy, what if- a dummy a dummy what if the punisher was a dumbass that's basically (laughs) couldn't like (laughs) a
1: a stupid bully who got way too much authority within the new york police department that as we mentioned before seems to only include six police officers
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) except when uh like 10 of them magically uh, uh you know come out of the ether for softball games
1: yeah, yeah, because yeah. They, uh,
2: as if they, as if coming out of a cauldron or something and then going back <laughs> into it, like they've been brought from another land just to play <laughs> soccer. Uh, Sapo.
1: But yeah, uh, big ups to Vincent Hannah. We met a lot, a lot of police officers over the course of this season. <laughs> and, um, many a police officer. And Vincent Hanna is the one who gets the job done, like, uh, like Jimmy Hoffa
2: oh man uh my next uh my next award is best letterboxd review and there yeah. there are yeah, there's only one <laughs> well there are um i don't know if it's gonna be the one you think it is because like i'm oh. going through them I'm going through them and i see a lot of classics you know we have one of my personal favorites, uh, <laughs> the, the Al Pacino looks like Homer, a young Homer Simpson in Spanish for A Panic and Needle Park. Yep. That's, that's always going to be a classic in mine. Um, Al, um Why did my boyfriend make me watch this? A one and a half for a star review of Jack and Jill, which honestly, <laughs> I feel like that could sum up a lot of Al Pacino reviews in a nutshell. <laughs> why did my boyfriend make me watch yeah. this? But you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, looking at this um, one review. This is going to be my winner. It's Please Al Pacino Marry Me. And this is a five-star review of Scent of a Woman. (laughs) They watch Scent of a Woman.
1: If you fell in love with Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade, who (laughs) are?
2: What? What an insane... I love... Please, Al Pacino, marry me. (laughs) I just, I want to meet the person who watches Scent of a Woman and is like, this is the Al Pacino I want to marry. Not just have sex with Mary. Mary, like, yeah. I've, well,
1: I mean, we never did it, but Mary, fuck, kill Al Pacino characters.
2: <laughs> oh, that would be that'd, that'd be fun. Oh, we'll save
1: that for another day. We are another not. We, we 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 actually wrote up these awards, so we got to get through them. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I got a real like. I mean, you remember when Chloe Zhao won Best Director for Nomad Land last year, and just seemed like a shoe in. Yeah, like nobody's oh. topping her. We got a similar award here, and that is Best Sting Operation. Clearly, Yankees Breakfast, Sea Mm, of Love.
2: Of course. I mean, we
1: we saw a lot of cops doing a lot of operations. Nothing tops the faux Yankees Breakfast in order to lure criminals in on the hopes of meeting Phil Rizzuto and having cold pancakes.
2: (laughs) It's the perfect crime.
1: Gotcha. Serpico is like, that's good police work.
2: Uh, here I got another shoe. This is another classic Chloe Joe scenario.
1: A Chloe Zhao scenario, as we Chloe, all know, we Chloe know and love.
2: Yeah, a classic <laughs> Nomadland. Uh, this is best advertisement in a film. And look, there are a couple that you know I gave thought to. You have the Bobby Deerfield Seiko watch commercial. Great, love it. Uh, you have the giant Danny Collins billboard. And Danny Collins, I love that billboard. What an insane, and it looks so, like, clearly that billboard was put in, like, using Photoshop. Or, like, it's just clearly not there.
1: <laughs> CG Giant. <laughs> I wish, though, that they still did that so I would have been driving, like, Jen to the comedy store and pass that billboard like what the hell is that
2: (laughs) yeah it's just like just an insane giant billboard (laughs) they did they
1: did they actually did that for once upon a time in hollywood there was old like 60s movie billboards up all over hollywood which was cool
2: yeah that that was nice i remember seeing those like plastered all over them that's fun uh not as fun for danny collins when you're using danny collins but man you know what like Let's stop beating around the bush. It's Dunkin' Chino. Well, yeah. Don't mind if I do. One yeah. of the
1: highlights of the entire season.
5: Oh yeah.
1: I yes. mean, um, I mean, I think a tougher comp. What is, um, <sighs> best in movie rap performance? Is it Ooh. Jamie Foxx in Any Given Sunday, or is it Dunkin' Chino?
2: That's so hard. Tough uh, call. I mean, yeah, I mean, both I are work. jarring. What was it? Willie Beeman got me creaming? What was yeah. the... Some, something along this <laughs> something line. I mean, that's
6: pretty cool.
1: <laughs>
7: pretty good.
2: Pretty <laughs> good. pretty
1: cool stuff. Yeah, cool dude. I love it. Cool, cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dunkachino. Just... Um, I mean, the gift that keeps on giving. That dude who put together the Photoshop of the Dune poster but called it Dunk. Um, Oof. Fucking saint. Yeah.
2: Uh, there's <laughs> like, some...
1: Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, I got a really, really big award coming up next which is uh best most obvious tragedy on the horizon Mm -hmm. and that would be when the couple buys the dog in panic in needle park yeah
2: it's like there's no planet where that turns out good you just want to you just want to grab we love the dog but
1: this is not this is no yeah somebody save that dog oh boy oh boy oh
2: boy Oh, boy. Oh, my God, that poor dog. Uh, I have to. Um, here we go. This is my next award. Best Halloween costume. Now look, now look there, there. There it was. There's two there's two competitors. And one of them is my friend Josh Abel, his pirate costume that got got him the uh, that got him the uh, he allowed, caused him to win a competition that allowed him to see uh, the Muppet, get the Muppet Treasure Island's like soundtrack or whatever. Like he saw Muppet Treasure Island, he wore that pirate costume, he won a contest. Uh, and then like I saw Muppet Treasure Island and I was afraid and I had to leave the theater. Those were like our our lives, those are those the paths our lives took. But look folks, we know who it is. It's another nomad land situation. It's Dick Tracy, it's Don's <laughs> Dick Tracy costume. It's, it's one of the great costumes. Everyone's wear, it's back. Everyone who listens to the podcast, you got to dress up as Dick Tracy for. I, I,
1: for I give a tip tip of the tip of my yellow fedora to anyone <laughs> who goes by.
2: Yeah, and yes, you're gonna get a lot of people thinking you're the mask without the mascot, and you're just yeah. gonna have to be like, no, no, no.
1: Just never say the word "smoking," and you'll get away <laughs> with it just fine. Yes, for never- so, or perhaps never use the phrase "Somebody stop me."
2: Yes, don't yet. Yeah, don't uh, don't turn into a cartoon wolf and start hitting your head with a mallet. Yeah,
1: and whatever you do, do not sing the song "Cupid Pete." Probably a good thing not to do that, just in general.
2: <laughs> don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I-, I got a I got a huge one here because this has been a competitive uh, competitive award season here. Best pet. i oh. met a lot over the course of the season, but I think it's very clear. it was Jessica Svenskart's bird on the Heat Insider wow. episode. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: Upset. Dog. Serp- Serpico's dog is, dog is sorry, pissed. Sorry, Serpico's sheepdog. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Serpico's dog Serpico's is pissed. Dog is oh, my God. i just been bit by Serpico's dog. It's a ghost.
2: <laughs> oh, no. And I just got bit by Bill
1: Ha! Huh? <laughs> the dog's running my family. It's on the family crest. What, <laughs> Serpico. <laughs> My favorite scene in Serpico, I think, is that party scene. I really oh. do. Like yeah. it's, it, it, it sticks out as the only fun scene in the entire movie.
2: <laughs> it is like the one time in that movie kind of lets its hair down a little bit. Like you wish there were like a couple more Indeed. moments.
1: Indeed. What else you got?
2: Oh, okay. man. So this is going to be a controversial one. I have best look. And oh
1: look. i have best look as well so we can oh. do a best look combined here yeah what Luke, what, have, what have you got for best look
2: you know what it's so it's something i've uh thought about a lot
1: and Oh, how could you not
2: yeah and look there are some incredible looks
1: oh like the every 70s 70s fashion is all over the place
2: it rules it's truly yeah. just some beautiful beautiful looks you got bobby Deerfield, you've got all of the Serpico looks. Yes. Even like Dog Day Afternoon, he's pretty stylish.
1: He's but, the, uh, well, I mean, think about his looks, even as author-author.
2: Yeah, he looks great in author. It's a fun. Mm-hmm. He's like fun. He's doing his like Kramer-Kramer thing, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be controversial. I'm not even giving the war, war, award to Pacino. I'm giving it to Stephen Bauer in Scarface. Oh, at, wearing his amazing... Pink and purple. I'm gonna post this on the damn on the damn Twitter feed. It's pink and purple, like a uh, button up Hawaiian shirt. It's like the coolest shirt anyone has worn in like uh, an 80s. I want to find this. This is the one shirt I saw where I actually actively tried to find like yeah. on Google. Like I tried, I tried, tried searching to see if someone had like recreate. And it's like you know you can't find it. It's gone. You, to, you, sh-
1: the- you should you should really start adopting full like Manny looks
2: yes i'm just gonna look i'm just gonna do uh i'm just gonna do a bruce uh, campbell and burn notice that's gonna be my whole yeah
1: <laughs> yeah you should just like and you should always say i live on island time <laughs> so Yes. like that's how you see you yes
2: <laughs> every day is a luau yeah I'm just gonna start saying things like that. that become increasingly confusing. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if fluells work like that, man.
1: Start saying you telling your telling the boss. It's like, no, man, I'm on a siesta.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, that account, you need to file it now.
5: Like,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great look. You're absolutely right. It, it crossed my mind, but I style icon, I gotta go with Bobby Deerfield yeah look here i mean man if you dress like that you're a cool guy i just got to say it's just it's good stuff i if i you know lose a little bit of pounds on the midsection and feel feel the freedom to buy more clothes i'm going in the bobby deerfield direction or don't get me wrong i still love ted kramer's looks too
2: oh it's it is like bobby deerfield is like the best like he just like that that like uh turtleneck is incredible
1: yeah, his jacket game is on point. sunglasses rule. I mean, he's got it going on. Yep. Yeah, love love Bobby's looks. Uh, S-tier probably the, looks. Maybe S tier looks. Uh, that and the cinematography probably the two best parts of the movie. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, I got another big one here. Oh, Huge me. one. Right off. Right off the bat, best nightclub. Wow. I mean, <laughs> if Al's characters do anything. They either investigate people or they do their uh, illegal business at nightclubs. But this is a clear-cut one for me. It's the boat nightclub in Carlito's Way. It's got to be. Yes.
2: Yes. Oh, man.
1: You know, if you're going to go, if you're going to do a weird nightclub, follow that look.
2: 100%. It's a fun. That's a fun. Yeah, that was those like when they're all like dancing together. Just joyous.
1: Mhm yeah yeah and i mean up there in the you know doing things going well i mean i think i think scarface just it's so obvious that scarface has the best things are going well montage mm. but um carlito donnie brasco i mean these guys are hanging out they're having right. fun they're counting money they're doing coke they're doing murders I mean,
5: no, it's, <laughs> it's all ball.
1: it's all happening they're racketeering you know all of it <laughs> <laughs> what's your next award oh man
2: i have to give my next my next award is the uh this is the micro kazale this is for a smaller than like 10 minute like just like not like you're not on screen enough to to give you like the full kazale but i just wanted to acknowledge like a, a character actor who uh there are few moments on screen in a couple of these films uh just add like an extra An extra wrinkle to the to like they add text necessary texture that makes the film a better experience and there's a lot of people you could give this award to like uh, Penelope Allen comes to mind Uh, there are like a bunch of football players in any given Sunday who are just a lot of fun Uh, but you know what I'm gonna give it I can't I'm changing my vote right now I just thought of I'm changing it right now.
1: Somebody call Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. We got a controversy on our hands.
2: Controversy. I got to give it to Viggo Mortensen as Laleen.
1: Oh, you got to. You know, <laughs> I don't do all this, car, in this
2: way talk. I was like, you got to. It's like he's only in that like one scene, that one moment. But it's so it's so good. It's, it's like
1: tragic. <sighs> it's super funny. It's everything's happening in it
2: oh man it's it rules you get the micro it's a well-deserved micro gazelle
1: Vigo. Yeah. congratulations to you vigo um i i i, I got a two-parter right here yeah. big two-parter best weightlifting best oh. weightlifting and it's going to steve burns cruising yes. <laughs> you gotta,
7: you gotta <laughs> give it to them
1: but worst weightlifting this is uh, unprecedented four winners here it's detectives tom turk cowan dave rooster fisk simon perez and teddy riley in righteous kill in their absolutely insanely weird weightlifting scene that they do together.
2: Uh, just a bizarre like <laughs> like it's like there's no way robert de nero's lifting that
1: that was of course the scene that i was Examining whether Al Pacino was real or not, or a figment of De Niro's <laughs>
7: imagination,
1: because <laughs> I was like, "Her uh, Leguizamo and Wahlberg, even like talking to Pacino here, this might prove my point." I don't know. Righteous kill <laughs> clearly had an impact. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, man, hashtag
2: release the the rooster cut, folks.
1: Re- yeah, yeah, release the rooster cut. Uh, man, I got a few more, but uh, how about you?
2: I got. Uh, two more okay i have the uh the fredo memorial most annoying character award (laughs) uh just people that um i would just never want to hang out with people that would uh, not like necessarily the most evil person but the most annoying and like just individuals that i would never want to be stuck in a room with and uh this is an award with two winners and all of a,
1: hyphens kids and not the author
2: <laughs> uh come on i oh, like igor spud igor spud igor
1: Heraldo, the spike. guys
2: spike i love all their insane names like you <laughs> name your kids igor and spike get out of here
1: what a, what a fucking trip
2: you fucking dog get out of here uh you cur
1: Hashtag Dad's Rock.
2: Yeah, author, author. Author,
1: (laughs) author. Author. Uh, But
2: uh, my credo, it has to go to uh, Gigli. Ben Affleck is Gigli and Turk from Righteous Kill. It's a tie. My own personal no exit would be being stuck in a hotel room with Larry Gigli and fucking Turk. Imagine how painful
1: I would Imagine guess. Turk investigating all of the crimes in Geely. Jesus! <laughs> Gotta go to odious. Marie Callender's. <laughs> what?
2: Simply odious. Oh, you think man. Chris Walken,
1: Chris Walken's cop, was also a figment of Turk's imagination?
2: Hundred <laughs> percent. All those times he's at Marie Callender's, there's like him at like the table, and there's like two meals. He's eating yeah. both meals.
1: Gotta get some ice cream. Gotta get it to melt. Oh my God. Incredible. Uh, incredible. Um, My next award. Is, this is a big one. It's a tie as well. Mm. Uh, best Lion. And this goes to Lefty's Lion in the film Donnie Brosco and the character Lion in Scarecrow. Yes! Two lions!
5: Yes!
2: Oh, man. So good.
1: Yeah. Two different but, lions, but two important ones nonetheless.
2: Would not want to be stuck in a room with both those guys either. That could be a run.
1: <laughs> Nope, no.
2: Especially with that lion.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm not gonna call you lion. Oh, I'm gonna call you lion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> leave, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone, you giant Shrek.
2: <laughs> yeah, you fucking yeah, you human Shrek, get out of here. Get
1: the fuck out of here, Shrek.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, best. Uh, here's my award for best supplemental material. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, like, books we've read for the podcast and a lot we of...
1: dove into a lot of DVD special features.
2: Oh, yeah. And you know what, folks? I got to give it to one of the first one I have watched. The Dog. The documentary, <coughs> The Dog. That... The Dog is good.
1: Yeah, that's the really do... good.
2: It's really good, and it's so crazy how uh, Dog Day Afternoon is a crazy high-octane film. And the fact that this story it's based on is somehow crazier
1: and sadder and oh, darker. all of it darker. Yeah. yeah. Just
2: truly, it's, bleak. Uh,
1: it's, it's pretty bleak.
2: Things, oh, insanely bleak. Mm. Uh, just, uh, yeah, just a wild And it's totally worth looking up if you have the time, just, yeah, yeah. I would watch the dog. Watch Dog Day Afternoon and then the dog afterwards. It's a good two-parter. It's,
1: it's pretty compelling to watch them both back to back. I agree. Completely good, good, uh, good callback. Remembering that one. That was a good film. Uh, um Patrick, it's time. Yes. Best poetry-based crime film.
2: <laughs> oh, sea
1: no. of Love.
2: Yeah, do it good.
1: <laughs> and worst poetry-based crime <laughs>
5: film.
1: <laughs> Righteous kill, I killed Patrick.
5: I,
2: killed, and, I righteously killed Patrick. You gave me the Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Uh... <laughs> Righteously Killed. <laughs> uh,
1: Have to nope. admit, that's a Righteous Kill.
2: Yeah, oh, throw the tip, bro. That's a Righteous Kill. I got oh, a Righteous man. Kill
1: poster up in my dorm room, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah, got my Righteous Kill poster next to my 88 Minutes poster.
4: Dave Minutes.
2: Yeah, Dave Minutes.
4: Has <laughs> yeah, J- only got 88 He's, he's he's
1: solved eighty seven crimes in eighty seven minutes, but the eighty eighth crime in the eighty eighth minute, it might be his last.
2: He's gonna need the help of seven pounds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's a righteous skill.
2: Will switches right. ten pounds,
4: which <laughs> yeah, every movie. Was,
1: I really do wish every movie
4: was like that. Yes. It's so stupid. Yeah. Uh.
3: Oh
2: man. Uh so good. So stupid. So good. Uh Let's see. What other rewards do I have? Oh, you know what? I have best track. Best track. And that's mm. uh, and that's just like a, a song off of any of the soundtracks in the in any of these films and it could be original score, it could be like uh a a tune uh and you know what i almost gave it to uh the opening credits music of injustice for all which is just like just just toe boppingly good just one of the best
1: terrific original original song
2: oh it rules it's like dave grueson is uh Greason, Grusin, Gru, Grusin. Greason, Greason, yeah, Dave Greason, he's great, he's great, he rules, Uh, but uh, I gotta give it to Amarina, god damn, oh, yeah. it's like, writing's on the wall, folks,
1: this is yeah. a, this is a song that sets the tone in such a brilliant way, like, just the vibe that it gets off in that opening montage,
2: oh yeah, and it's like, I totally it, agree, yeah, and it's so good that, like, there's no other, you don't need any other music, it sets the stage, and, it's, yeah, and it's done.
1: <laughs> I also wanted to mention, too, um, the composer of Serpico um, passed away today. 96 years old. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, big ups to him. Rest in peace. Um, song, my next award is song-based as well. Mm. Best original song. This is a no-brainer. It's Hey Baby Doll, Danny Collins. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, man.
2: That's true. You just, you can't help.
1: Hey, baby doll.
5: <laughs> just an
1: insane... the, the biggest, the biggest hit of the 70s, clearly. What? Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that this guy who loves like John Lennon and like all of like his, like, you know, they have like stuff from like John, Yenon, uh, John Lennon's collaborations with Yoko Ono and like, the movie. John, Yenon is
1: the off-brand John Lennon is the
2: Off brand yeah. John Lennon. That's yeah. That's Off brand Lennon. That's the that's like the Shasta. He's in the Beebles. like yeah, the Beebles. <laughs> with that,
4: yeah, I said John
1: Lennon.
2: Yeah, with Pete. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And Ringo uh, Dust. <laughs>
2: Ringo Dust. Ringo. <laughs> I don't know about this guy. I don't know if I liked Ringo sounds like Ringo It
1: Sounds like a bounty hunter in a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, Ringo Dust is heading to town.
2: It's like the guy who uh like he thinks he can beat Boba Fett and <laughs> Star Wars Ringo Dust comes in. He looks like uh He's like one of the, he's like a subbalba alien
1: George Lucas I've got got a new idea for a character to add to the Star Wars universe his uh his name is Ringo dust <laughs> he's a creature of pure film he's he's um you he, he might notice there's a there's a distinct Kurosawa t- t- take there
2: <laughs> yeah he's sort of inspired by uh, the uh, antagonist of Yojimbo.
1: did you see Redbeard? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh Emperor Strikes Back is actually my ode to Drunken Angel.
1: Yes, if you if you saw Akuru, you would know all of the details of why we had all of those scenes in like the government in the first Phantom movie. Yeah. <laughs> first
5: Phantom movie Jesus
7: uh, this is the first time ever that movie has been referred to in that way. I think in the history of it since it's come out. It's a, put it on the box.
2: The first uh, to... Oh my god! Incredible! It's it sounds like I'm seven. like
1: I sounds like I'm like my grandmother. Like you want to go see that Phantom first Phantom movie? Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh! Well, I got uh, um next big award. Hmm. this is a big one this is i mean uh, is that joaquin phoenix's name because this is the time of the show when he arrives oh Um, wow best lawyer best lawyer now a lot of people are probably assuming we're going with uh, swamp attorney kevin lomax of (laughs) the devil's advocate but need i remind you he won all of his cases with the help of the devil true the lawyer I'm giving it to when all of his case is based on his own wily skill set and a shit ton of cocaine. <laughs> David Kleinfeld, Carlito's way. Sean Penn, you got to give him the best lawyer. Oh,
2: man. And while we're on top of that, I'm just going to give him best hair, too.
1: Oh, yeah. And almost best look. I mean, it yeah. was a close call. It's the tracksuit he wears to his beach party is pretty incredible. <laughs>
2: He truly rules. He. Oh. I love how he thinks he is like part of the guys. It is like when
1: and they they say De Palma's not an actor's director, but look at what he gets out of Vigo Mortensen and Sean Penn and Carlito's Way alone. Maybe my favorite Sean Penn performer. Sean Penn's great in uh, Casualties of War too. Oh man, I mean, yeah. This was peak Penn.
2: Oh,
5: okay, we lost you. Okay, you're back. You're
1: back. Okay. Woof. Each segment we seem to we seem to lose each other. <laughs> no um, worries, no worries. Did, did you have any further awards?
2: Uh, I have one final award. And it's gonna be a uh, group of people i would like al pacino to hang out with the most and it's the jackass boys we want al pacino like you know they don texted me uh the unfortunate news that jackass forever is going to be like you know postponed until 2022 it's a big hit to dudes everywhere dudes unfortunately we'll have to like you know put your rocks back in you know put your groove back down you know we won't be able to rock until 2022 unfortunately but uh i would love to see Al Pacino just, like, not... I don't want him to take part in anything. He's too old. We don't want him to, like, you know, get a concussion. I don't want him to, like, you know...
1: uh, I'd like to see him maybe get tricked. Yeah! pranked or something. Whoa! Whoa! That's (laughs) crazy! You're you're not a grandpa, you're Johnny Knoxville!
2: (laughs) Oh, that would be so much fun! Just have Johnny Knoxville uh, falling all over the place and... (laughs) accidentally breaking al pacino stuff maybe this
1: this this guy what's his problem (laughs) he's wild 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 stuff (laughs) (laughs)
2: oh so good yeah
1: but like Um, yeah but yeah i agree completely um and you know for the final award and i think this is this is like best picture it's stamps.com villain of the season wow and i have to hand it to him We've had a lot of scumbags over oh. the course of this season. <laughs> both, both real life and fictional. <laughs> um, but, I mean, after the other night, it's clear. It's Wayne Grow. Heat Wayne Grow is the worst person we met and... by a wide margin. Uh, Wayne Grow haunts the movie like a specter of everything. I This is the other theory I found. Everything he does to that Al Pacino has to deal with is like the worst and like a complete... Um, f- like fully realized version of Al Pacino, like everything that he, the weight on his shoulders, everything he doesn't want to tell Justine about, you know, whether it's hugging that poor mother or the cops or the bank guys that he has to deal with, and all the shootings, all come from Wingrove. Yeah, and then on the flip side, Wayne Grow is a shitty professional. He's a wild card. He sucks, which Neil Macaulay hates too. Mm. And so he is the thorn and the and the darkness of society for each of our leading characters I- I humanized in this one like awful man.
2: <laughs> yeah, he is kind of like an, the nexus to which all hate flows. Like all bad vibes, all nastiness. It, it does kind of like coalesce and form into Wangro. He is yeah. like this, yeah. And uh, like he is he's
1: the, like, he's the inciting incident. He's this evil yeah. specter.
2: Yeah, he's like a he's just a Golem of Malice, just yeah. truly. Man, yeah. yeah. Wow. Bad, what
1: a great, bad, yeah. bad guy, great character. But very, like, almost Shakespearean devilish character, you know? Yeah. And Even even the way, like, if they had taken care of him in that diner parking lot at the beginning of the movie, everything probably would have been fine and Neil and uh, Vincent would have never crossed
2: paths. 100%. Yeah, he wouldn't have, like, had to deal with Van Zandt again. Also. Just all these,
1: yeah. Nope. Just all ch- of it, yeah. Yep and it, then
2: uh, I, I, we have to give a special shout out though to the who, to the runner up the the judge, judge from Injustice yeah. for all. Oh
5: man.
1: Oh a true uh, you know much like Wayne Crow, a symbol of just how terrible society is. Yeah. Many of the characters Al meets along the way that's why he looks like he's he is as world weary as he is. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, judge wow.
2: Judge Fleming. Oh man. Yeah, but those are yeah. But uh, what yeah, just some nasty terrific
1: terrific awards. Yes. Terrific awards bad people.
2: Yep. that is.
1: and a big shout out to our sponsor stamps.com for thank that award <laughs> thank, thank you stamps.com <laughs>
2: please please support us we will yeah. we'll do it I'll leave the stamps whatever you want me to do
1: yeah I don't know what I don't even know what you do but I agree <laughs> yeah
2: putting them all on everything
1: um so we're gonna introduce a new segment before we get to these final awards we have got we have met so many great actors mm-hmm. over our our two seasons and one mini season of the academy Academy and I want to give we're going to advance the next level the next realm um you know this is what they tell you about when you reach those next levels in Scientology <laughs> it's you know <laughs> it's a secret <laughs> the secret to all of it um we're introducing the first edition of the John Cazale Academy Academy Hall of Fame actors that we feel have reached a new stage and now the first members of the john kazale academy academy hall of fame the jcaa h o f as people are calling it um john kazale is obviously a um grandfathered in you know we don't even we don't even need that clearly obvious we're going to be spotlighting a few favorites here back and forth real quick i'm going to give my first member of the inaugural john kazale academy academy hall of fame i'm giving it to james tolkien Wow! Star, Serpico, author, author, Dick Tracy, Phil Spector. We've seen him a bunch. He's also the principal in Back to the Future. He's also a scumbag, uh, pencil pusher in Top Gun. You know him. You like him. He's clearly a buddy of Al's. He's great. He's in.
2: 110%, and I support it all the way. What a great, I love it. I, My next, uh, the next inductee, I got to give it to Lee Strasberg.
1: Yeah, oh, good call. Godfather good call. Part
2: Two and Justice for All—they're like two of his few. He has so few. We
1: might be uh hinting toward a later on the episode. What we're doing next? We might be seeing him again shortly. This <laughs> may not be
2: the last of him, but he's just—he's uh he's left uh, a iconic uh spot, and this, in this, he's been a huge part of the series. And he's like, you know, he's like a huge part of Al Pacino's life as well. Like, indeed. 100%. So like, yeah. he,
1: he hangs over all of these people we're talking about. Uh, my next inductee, the great James Rebhorn. Great Ooh, late James yes. Rebhorn. We've seen him in Silkwood. We've seen him in Scent of a Woman. We've seen him in Carlito's Way. We love him. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of him in the game. Brought that up before. But uh, all, he was always a pleasant guy, and we lost him too soon. I like him a lot, and uh, I'm glad to have him in the Hall of
2: Fame. 100%. Totally earned. Uh, my next one, it has to be, uh, Dominic Chianci.
1: Oh, good Man. call. Good call.
2: He's like another one of these guys. He has these bit parts. He's Johnny Ola in Godfather Part II. He's He has a bit part in Dog I think he plays he's, he's he his, his dad. He's his
3: dad, yeah. In Dog
2: Day. He plays, uh, Carl Travers. He plays a character who, it's like, I legit thought it was Larry David when I first <laughs> saw him. Give you an idea of his range as an actor.
1: He's great in Justice for All.
2: Yeah, and he's in looking for Richard as well.
5: Yeah,
2: he's yeah. just there. Yeah. he's just he's kind of like everywhere. Um, he's like just part of that like iconic squad of people that Al Pacino sort of uh, interacts with throughout a lot of his films in the seventies. And yeah,
1: another another one of those New York guys that Al had around. Um, my next inductee. I gotta give it to Craig T. Nelson from An Justice for All," "Silkwood," and "The Devil's Advocate." He's a secret freak. We've seen it all three of them. <laughs>
2: uh, he's so good. He's such a what a great uh, what a great, presence.
1: He's yeah, a great presence.
2: Great presence. He's very good at being like a just a wounded weirdo. Yeah,
1: a yeah. Good, he's yeah. A, he's a, he's a big he's a big um, resentful puppy talk.
2: <laughs> oh man, yeah. He's like one of those guys who are like, yeah. If you just if you um, move him a few, uh, click, you know, he, he can really be empathetic if he wanted to be, but like, he's good at just like turning that, like a uh, puppy dogness into something truly like just vile.
1: Yeah. Not any of the times Turtles. we've met, not any of the times we've met him thus far. Yeah. <laughs> he's no, not even, not been a good guy.
2: Yep. Um, my next, uh, inductee got to give it to Penelope Allen.
1: Guess what? She was what? my next one, too. What? Ah! Double. <laughs>
2: Double inductee, yes. She's everywhere.
1: Scarecrow. Dog, dog day. Afternoon. Looking for Richard.
2: Everywhere. She was in Thin Red Line.
1: Yes, I, I saw that she was Wits' mom.
2: What in the hell? I did not know that.
1: <laughs> that rules. Okay. She's, she's wonderful. Uh, double, double, double inductee, you know, that that means a lot. Uh, My final inductee. Hmm. I gotta give it to Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio from Scarface The Abyss and the yet unseen Two Bits, but also starring Al Pacino.
2: Oh, that's a good one.
1: She Uh, should have been nominated for The Abyss. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. And Gina, (laughs) not the easiest role in Scarface, and she makes it work.
2: Yeah. Oh, she's like, yeah, she what a hard role to take on. And she uh, early in her career,
1: earlier in her career. Yeah, she's 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 absolutely terrific. I'm a fan. I wish she had wish we had seen her more. I loved her when I was a kid in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves.
2: Oh, hell yeah. So that's a good Uh, that's a good. uh, That's all I have for my inductees.
1: Welcome to the Hall of Fame, all worthy folks. You will hear uh, heads to forth. Every time we mention you in future films be referred to as a Sale Academy Academy Hall of Famer. So, yes. congratulations to you. Some of you have Emmys, some of you have Oscars. Now you got this. Hell and, yeah. You know really. What do you what did you become an actor for?
2: Your your plaque and your um your $20 gift card for stamps.com stamps will be sent to you in the mm-hmm. mail
1: shortly or or whatever it is. The hell that stamps.com sells?
2: Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it's hats. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been there.
1: Tacos. Who tacos. knows?
2: Yeah, ta- <laughs> I <laughs> love to get tacos from Stamps.com.
1: Hey, this is Mark Marin, and we're going away Stamps.com tacos.
5: <laughs> who <are> you guys?
2: <laughs> uh, come on, Stamps.com. Don't be cowards. Release the tacos.
1: Release the taco cut.
2: <laughs> Release the taco cut.
1: I gotta take a quick break here. She's crying. And now a
2: clue pertaining to who? will be the subject of The Academy Academy Season 3.
0: Hey, Joe. I'm Les, man. Broke your neck, huh? I was hoping no one would notice. (laughs) How you doing there, Halo head? You're a writer, huh? You know Raymond Hill is a man of many stories. You two are married, huh?
5: No. We're friends.
4: You're a lucky man there, Joe. I took the keys to the hospital van, Joe.
8: You got room in your life for a little adventure, don't you? I have five months of this.
4: It is a challenge that sets them apart.
6: Knock, knock, medication time. <laughs> Hope I'm not
0: interrupting anything. An obstacle they face alone.
6: i feel sorry for him, but I'm saving up all my pity for myself. Look out! Good thing we're already paralyzed.
4: <laughs> and the thing that has brought them face to face
0: I lost something too You know, you may not understand that But it's true How long do you think it's going to take For that pretty little girl of yours Leisure for somebody who can tune her engine
4: With what they fear most
0: <laughs> I tell you I'm a dream man? I'm on this lake And I'm standing up No chair man Sky A beautiful
6: blue all around me And I'm standing on the water But I'm dancing, see That's the only way I can stay up. Is do this dance, and I know that as soon,
4: as soon as I quit, forget it. That's it. The water dance.
0: What am (laughs) I (laughs) about? I sure hope somebody come along.
1: Now, folks, we've gotten through the preamble. Moment of truth. Oh,
5: yeah.
1: We're talking Dog Day Afternoon. We're talking Scarface. No, mm-hmm. Uh Two Sydney Lament movies. Two distinctly New York 1970s movies. Two key Al Pacino movies. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even regardless of who wins, you know, we, we were the big winners that we got to see these movies so many times. Yes. Um but let's get to it we're gonna have all of our guests back and then patrick and i will give our final thoughts after we go through their votes um so here we go uh first up our first guest this season the leader spiritually and figuratively of sweet Dalai Lama, cozy orlin
3: hi i'm cozy orlin one of the hosts of another film podcast you need to see this we're on itunes we're lots of fun I was also in the first episode of the Pacino Bracket, where I delivered a laundry laundry list of terrible puns. Anyway, I watched Serpico a minute ago, for the first time, and I had to make my decision on which film I'm voting for. Uh, So, this was interesting, because in Serpico, Pacino, Pacino starts out as a normal and kind of annoying guy, who we see slowly but surely get annoyed, then exasperated, then frustrated, then angry and pushed to the breaking point, then past it. Then, at the end, we see him take stock of everything and feel sad, and when he feels sad about it all, it's, it's honestly genuinely affecting. It's very sad. Uh, whereas in Dog Day, he starts as someone who's already been pushed past their breaking point. He's already been pushed to make, like, a crazy decision. Like, that's how we start with him. So, for a lot of Serpico, Pacino's character feels security in what he's doing, then finally feels some justified fear, and security, at the end of the day just like anger is a mask. Whereas for Dog Day, Pacino starts in a vulnerable place, and his plan almost immediately doesn't work out, so for the rest of it, he's in the most vulnerable place. We get to see him vulnerable for the entire movie, and I think that acting from the most vulnerable place for an entire movie, while a totally different kind of challenge than Serpico's arc, just felt a lot more engaging. Uh, I'm a big vulnerability fan, so I'm voting Dog Day. That's my vote. Also, Don and Patrick, I just wanted to say that I loved this movie's sequels, Dog Week Afternoon, Dog Month Afternoon, and of course, Dog Leap Year Fourth Meal.
1: One vote for Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day on the board. Not a surprise. Cozy was a fan uh, when he voted for it on the very first episode of this long season
2: yeah very eloquent it's good it was a good and like what i liked about that too is cozy actually like uh he recorded it uh on his own and then emailed us that uh like he put effort into it so we yes. appreciate that thank,
1: thank you cozy. cozy thank you cozy for for being you know you are one of the most sincere people we know as we met her, we met met earlier with bad al we like sincerity Hell next yeah. up, you might remember him as the third string quarterback for the Miami football team behind Dennis Quaid and Jamie Fox.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Paul Heredia is up next.
4: My vote <laughs> is going to be for oh, man, it's like, this is this tough, I'll tell you this. Tell you, it's, it's tough because on one side it's like A cab, you know, Serpico A cab, even though he's a he's a he's a a, a good cop. There is such a thing. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Let me think. Um, I'm um, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go with Surpico. It's just a better range. You know, you see more of his like character development. The other one's just like this quick dog days, just a quick like game in life, and see how he goes from like that. I'm gonna go Surpico. Hard
0: Surpico.
1: We are tied. Wow. 1-1. One, one. Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon. Mamma Mia. Ooh. Oh, and you see Abba's back, by the way. Today, they announced Abba's coming out with a new album, their their first album in 40 years. Wow. So, Mamma Mia 3, These got some new material.
2: I really hope it's just like a Johnny Cash style, just like really like... <laughs>
1: Uh, four-part harmony I hurt myself today <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hurt
5: myself today <laughs>
2: like it's
1: it's dance it's sad but you can dance to it oh uh, my goodness so next good. up next up we have uh earlier in the evening uh Academy Academy Award winner Jessica Svensgard.
9: hi listeners my name is Jessica uh, you may remember me from uh, the episode about the two longest films ever made in human history, um, <laughs> uh, Heat and... Um, oh my gosh, what was the name of my other movie? The, the, the one with, uh, <laughs> with Russell Crowe. Oh, I don't remember. It's the one with Russell Crowe. I remember the film perfectly. I don't remember the name of the film, but um, it's the other longest film ever made. Um, And they were both really good Um, It was crazy as I voted for that one I still don't remember what the name of the movie was But I voted for the one with Russell Crowe That was like based on um, uh, That corporate whistleblowing thing Um, And right now I'm choosing between I have to vote between Dog Day Afternoon And Serpico. And um, the thing is I did not watch either of these films Um, Did not not have the time um, In the past week I've been catching up on uh, Bachelor in Paradise, as well as Reservation Dogs, two great shows. Everybody should be watching. Um, And so I decided what was fair um, for my vote was that uh, 20 minutes before this meeting, where I was supposed to vote, I um, just read the Wikipedia articles for both films. (laughs) Um, Because honestly, that is one of my favorite things to do in the world is to read Um, a Wikipedia article sometimes for a film that I'm in the middle of watching for the first time. Usually I like watching movies in theaters because otherwise what will happen is that I I will spend almost the entire runtime of film looking at my phone, learning everything I can about the movie as opposed to watching the movie. Um, And even if I do watch a film without checking, that's the first thing I do afterwards, check the Wikipedia page. I have to learn everything about every actor that was in the film um, and the budget how long it took him to make and all that and so i read the entire wikipedia page for both serpco and dog day afternoon and the film i'm going to vote for is the film that i have been successfully convinced to watch after this by its wikipedia entry which is dog day afternoon uh (laughs) because uh I mean, already much less so my cup of tea seems a little more serious, um, even though based on the Wikipedia entry, it's probably a little more um, critically lauded. Um, But uh, as far as um, my type of movie, Dog Day Afternoon is it. And uh, the criticism here, I'll read you from the Wikipedia page just a little bit. The New York Times delivered a favorable review. It called the film a gaudy street carnival and Lumet's most accurate, most flamboyant depiction of New York. The reviewer remarked the brilliant characterizations of the cast. Pacino's display of bravura style surrounded performance of fear, dignity, and silliness in acting that one remembers from the supporting cast. Um, it's described as a gut-level human comedy And uh, the New York Daily News called Al Pacino. Stunning brilliantly erratic and terribly touching. The publication felt that Pacino portrayed a rich, volatile character. It favored Durning and Sarandon and called the female cast marvelous. All the performances were, quote, very natural and all the slickness was on Pearson's script. Um, this sounds like my kind of deal. Also, the plot sounds like my kind of deal. Um, and I think it's just uh, uh, sweet that he was trying to rob his bank to help um, his uh, trans girlfriend. Um, and so uh, I think I am gonna watch that after this. Sounds like a good movie, that's my vote. It's also, just like, this is probably like the most famous one. Like other than like Sentable Woman, I feel like Dog Day Afternoon, well no, Godfather probably. Um, but uh, if we're talking non-Godfather, it's probably just the most famous movie. Um, if we're talking non-Godfather, Dog Day Afternoon, that's like classic. Everybody knows it. Pacino, New York, Sydney Lumet, blah, 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 all that stuff. I feel fine voting for it, even though I have seen neither. That's my opinion.
1: And another vote for Dog Day afternoon. Dog Day 2-1. 2-1 over Serpico currently. Um, Still anyone's ballgame. Yep. (laughs) We're, we are, uh, we got to, oh, and I just received word too. um, We have a direct connection with Heaven. Hmm. And we're going to be sending the winning trophy to Sidney Lamette, who's wow. waiting, waiting for it, playing guitar with Jimi Hendrix. Thanks and yeah. Ch- <laughs> and it's Joplin <laughs> and the rest of the gang. Herman
2: Kane <laughs> playing guitar with Herman yeah. Cain. That great
1: band up in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are twisted. We are sick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you got Julius Caesar on drums.
1: Julius Caesar's on. Who's that playing bass? John F. Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's here.
2: <laughs> no, who's not playing bass because he's still alive? He's going to be pre- vice president soon? JFK Jr.
1: Yeah, that's true. He's
2: <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah, we believe that. Nah. Yeah,
1: nah. yeah. storm is coming. Oh, the don't do coming. that! Don't do that! Don't do that! Uh, <laughs> don't I've, been do li- that. I've been
2: listening to too much Q non anonymous. Yeah, I know,
1: I know. All right. <laughs> uh, next up is the ever eloquent, ever thoughtful, um, ever
7: intriguing. Oh, Kyle Clark.
2: Something's brewing in Kyle's mind.
7: Uh, hey guys, it's it's guest Kyle. Remember, I was I was real at the early end of this run, I believe. Uh, so it's it's I've had a lot of time to ruminate on the career of Al Pacino. I've had a lot of time to just think about his place within the larger cinematic canon, and within that, the layers of that, and how many strong, strong performances there are. And since I can't vote for Heat or Jack and Jill, here we are. We're looking at, uh, at Serpico and Dog Day Afternoon, two truly excellent performances. Interesting to me because they're kind of of the same era, so we're kind of choosing between different mustards instead of different condiments, which is fine because I think both are nuanced and they are correct going for that major era. I got to say, personally, it is a bit of a coin flip. Both are so good. Uh, if we were just voting based on cool jackets, obviously Serpico would win because who doesn't love? al pacino in a drug rug that's just a fun time uh that said i do think that i simply must go with dog day afternoon because it is the origin story of the pacino voice it is the air text or ur text for everything that he becomes as far as like the stereotype version of him which i don't think is really an accurate reflection of him overall i like more of his quiet nuanced stuff but I'm, I, that's just i'm nasty like that uh so i do think though that like it would be remiss i think serpico is probably the more iconic and well-made overall movie but again that's debatable because dog Day afternoon is also a phenomenal movie that helped define an age so i don't know it's such a coin flip. but personally of the two i gotta go with dog Day afternoon just because it's such a live wire performance and i unlike Cerberco, do look at Dog Day Afternoon and I'm impressed on it on camera and also think like how incredible would this have been to see on set or on a stage and it really just sort of paints who he is as an actor in a way that makes it feel fully well-rounded where you appreciate that this is a person who just represents all of acting at one of the highest calibers. So my boy Al, you've done a great job. Kick back, chug a dunk Chino and enjoy Dog Day Afternoon. Another vote
1: for Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day 3-1 on Serpico. Hey, are we looking at a route? Man,
2: do all dogs go to heaven? <laughs> I hope so.
1: <laughs> or <laughs> else that dog so, in Panic
2: Needle Park isn't doing too well.
1: So they can play saxophone in the, the, the heaven's greatest ska band.
2: Yes! Oh, look, it's, uh, it's uh, 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 Jimmy Hendrix, he's skanking! He's skanking.
1: Yeah, you, you know, if, if you thought dogs playing poker was funny, imagine dogs playing in a ska band.
2: Oh my God, that's actually pretty good. Like you know, because like they'd be wearing the hat, they'd be wearing that like classic ska. App. That's great. Dress up, folks. Dress up your dogs like little ska. Like they're the lead singer of Real Big Fish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And who's who's who who's who's the new trombonist? It's Bow Wow literally literally oh my gosh Uh, up next though a a massive um, I mean she made cannolis to go on the episode one of the big Godfather fans Courtney Haney
10: so I rewatched some both on my flight to London actually I've never seen Supercote before but I have seen Dog Day Afternoon before and holy crap how did I forget Dog Day Afternoon is literally one of the best films ever made and also, like, this is just written to be Al Pacino's best film ever. So, as great as Cerbico is, it's not even close. It's fucking dog the afternoon. There are 12 beautiful, luscious monologues for Al Pacino to just eat up and devour. And it just, like, all the nuances his character goes through, it's like, yeah, we're going to write the best part for an actor of all time to do this. I mean, love Cerbico, great performance, but it's it's not even close. I'm sorry. It's just, it's fucking dog day afternoon.
1: Oh man. Is it insurmountable? 4-1 dog day afternoon.
2: Wow. And by the way, she she sent that from foggy London town folks.
1: Oh, jolly old England.
2: Jolly old oh England! Man. The, home, the home of the local stigmatic.
1: The home of Oh, look out for that guy and his friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys are not fun. Don't hang out with Yeah, them yeah, those. somebody
1: comes up to you in a pub goes, "I'll tell you what, Courtney." Oh no. Look out for that guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's like he, he has, he's moving his mouth like a, like a, like an anime character being yeah. in. Is English. he, is
1: he really, really, really performative? Look out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stay away from this guy. <laughs> oh, man. Up next it's our composer and wonderful guest on a, um, just a rousing episode. The, mm. uh, the, was that uh, devil's advocate donnie brasco
2: oh man one of the great ones
1: uh one of one of my favorites evan cox you have never all right uh this is evan coming in from the devil's
2: advocate donnie brasco episode uh i've been asked to give my vote on
3: I, apparently we've ended up with dog day afternoon and serpico i think i said in my episode hey dog day afternoon Pretty much my favorite movie of all time. Serpico, pretty good. <laughs> so, no, no real
2: shade on Serpico there. Uh, I haven't seen it in a very long time. But Dog Day Afternoon, come that's that's it. That's Al, baby. Wah!
5: <laughs>
1: Oh, geez. Five one. Wow. Is there drama? Is it just over?
2: Is it over?
1: Is it is it over? I don't know. We're going to have to turn to a real wild card if you have me, my brother and a terrific guest for uh, our wonderful uh, Brian De Palma conversation earlier this season with uh, Carlitos Way and Serpico, probably Laleen's number one fan, Andrew Saunderson.
4: I've been given a lot of thought and my my reasoning, you hear my two logics about it. Dog Day, probably my favorite Al Pacino performance. Uh, Serpico, it's got all of Al Pacino as an actor. So I'm gonna go with Serpico. And you had some further thoughts on um, Hangman? Hangman? Hey, <laughs> um, so I, I decided to do a watch of it. And just a couple observations. First first is that it made me very terrified of getting old. That was like, oh, no. right. Number one, I was scared of aging. Uh, just watching how they had to photograph him, how he moves. Um, We just have so many reference points of Pacino in this character as a cop, and particularly going to Insomnia and having a reference for this style of film and just being like, oh, he can't even do what he was doing in Insomnia physically. Yeah. Which was troubling. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, the movie is obviously somewhere between uh, Seven and Snowman.
5: <laughs>
2: so.
4: Mr. Policeman. It leans way more towards Mr. Policeman wanting to be Seven, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't we don't have to go too deep into Hangman. I mean, I think it does have one of my favorite little t- little tangents that happens like during the lead to the climax where Carl Urban and Al Pacino are trying to figure out exactly where the killer is. They they're 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 starting to the clues are starting to make sense. They're in a car, you know, everything's being amped up and Carl Urban says it's like, oh, he was a hog farmer. It's like, we're like we got to look for some place, you know, where where there were hogs. And Pacino goes, there was a hog farm off of Route 208. And Carl Irving goes, Archer, that's not there anymore. He goes, you're kidding. <laughs> 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 he goes, They're all condominiums. He's like, get out of here. Oh, and they- then they move on. It was an inconsequential piece of, of evidence or clue. And um, it was amazing. It was incredible. I was just like, that was just totally not needed, but great. That's the,
2: the ravages of time.
4: Yeah, the ravages of time. And I got to ask,
1: <laughs> um, does the Hangman Killer are – how how does the game of Hangman, like – Work is he leaving? Like, if they get if they get something wrong, is he like leaving a
4: um, like an arm? He's, he's car-
7: carving the body.
4: <laughs> he's car- he's carving the letters into the people. Huh. And um, the the questionable thing that I had was they don't mention trying to solve for the word until there's about ten minutes left in the movie,
5: <laughs> and I
4: was just like, wouldn't that be? First order of business, like, this is going to yeah. be the ultimate clue of, can we get our heads around the word? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That is the goal of the game of Hangman, if I remember correctly. Well, and then the, the movie pulls a stupid move. I mean, huh. just from, <laughs> a, from a writing standpoint. I'm going to be brutal about it. <laughs> because, because the word that it ends up spelling is evictionum. It's the Latin for eviction. Oh, God. And it had no need... Like, it could have just been eviction and it would not have made a difference.
1: Yeah, but again, that's, like, the kind of, like, seven and... There like had to be seven killology, yeah,
4: kind of... They had to have a to make certain make amount of kills. Yeah. You know, a certain amount of people. And... and But there is an incredible line when, um, you know, he's about to... Take out one of the lead characters and we finally know who the bad guy is. And he's just and he says, you're about to become a double letter value score. Oh, Jesus. That uh... <laughs> was just you went there. You went there. It was very a little... fun.
2: I <laughs> a little bit of my soul leave me when you said that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, it makes
4: me think that the work Al Pacino did in Righteous Kill was like practically looking for Richard. <laughs> uh... hes I mean, I i would be remiss also to say that he it's worth a watch because he is also kind of doing a little like boghorn leghorn meets yelling Pacino, and the accent is very strange and border southern but imagine I, him going big
1: i love when he he the, he does a little bit of that on occasion in scent of a woman <laughs> on occasion <laughs>
2: right oh man so i'm looking at like the production company one of them is like Cheyenne enterprises which is owned by a ceo the ceo is bruce willis and it's interesting because it starts off like it's uh eh, the whole 10 yards not great like a lot of like kind of lesser bruce willis joints hostage 16 16 blocks I like, Uh, live free or die hard is okay. But then like, yeah, towards the end, it's like Sacrifice and Hangman. It's
1: it's genuinely surprising (laughs) that after you describe this movie that a tired Bruce Willis doesn't show up for one scene to be on the poster.
2: Oh yeah.
4: (laughs) Well, this feels like a movie that definitely was written for late career Bruce Willis. Oh yeah,
2: like, yeah, spiritually this movie was shot in Bulgaria. (laughs) <laughs> like, uh, spiritually, like, spiritually. And probably, and probably literally <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah, this, uh, yeah this is a movie where they're trying to make uh, Bucharest look like Toronto looking like LA
1: well I think that, that sums up one, one more vote for Serpico and um, a spiritual vote for Hangman watch Hangman <laughs> thanks <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. There's another Serpico. It's, you know, it's not not too dire. and comeback. It's gonna have to be a real Cinderella comeback. But it's five two right now.
2: Andrew seems to love Paco.
1: <laughs> Andrew's a Paco. I'm gonna give Andrew. I'm gonna say he's a bit of a Paco too. A bit, he's, yeah, he's, he's been got been a real Paco. Paco. He's got Paco vibes. <laughs> bit of a Paco. Bit of a Paco. Uh, yeah, I'll have to tell him that. Um, <laughs> he'll because he's not gonna listen. <laughs> Uh, Next up is the uh, hilarious hilarious Jenny Zagrino.
2: Oh, so good.
11: I am voting for Dog Day Afternoon because it is a superior film to Serpico for many reasons. Number one, Al Pacino is uh, at peak fuckability in this movie. (laughs) I do love him in Serpico with the beard. I think it's very sexy. But in Dog Day Afternoon, he is like peak, just like guy on the edge trying to get it together, trying to do what's right. He wants to pay for his wife's sex change because he knows it will make her happy and that is love. So deep down Dog Day Afternoon is really a love story, okay? It's a love story. It's got the cop stuff in it too, which we all love. Superco is all full of cops. This Dog not have pop and love in it. Also, his performance is so amazing. You see the changes, you see it in Sunny. It's just more riveting and, and the comedy in it, he he is an underrated comedic actor. I think that he plays the comedy in the beginning so well. And I just think that it's, it's the best movie. It's the superior film. Uh, Sidney Lumet wrote it, right?
1: I directed it directed both
11: directed of them. directed it. Did he?
1: Yeah, he did Serpico, well, too.
11: Well, you know what? Dog Day is the better one. He did a better <laughs> job with Dog Day. Uh, and I'm, I'm standing by it. I'm standing by that Dog Day is the superior film to Serpico. Um And you know what? Oddly enough, both are very timely for trans rights and for um, cop corruption. I mean, I wish you could just make a double album, like the White Albums but uh, the Pacino
5: album.
11: Mm-hmm. One side Dog
1: Day, one side Cirpico. Yeah. Oh. Another vote for Dog Day, and I believe it's our first vote uh, that's uh, strictly based on fuckability, which, fine by me. Hey. You go for it.
2: <laughs> you know what? Shine on, you crazy diamond.
1: Yeah. The second, uh, if you're keeping score at home, second classic rock reference of the episode after my long strange trip, it's been Grateful Dead. Now we got Pink Floyd. Uh. Uh, can we get the Beatles? Oh, we did mention the Beatles earlier. Yeah, even. we did. Yeah, Ringo uh, Dust. Dad's rock. We might be a dad show. Who knows? So, oh yeah, we're
2: a show for dads, and it's great.
1: Uh, up next is the um, man. One of our one of my favorite guests. Uh, truly. <laughs> uh, has strong opinions and really like backs him up with. Really, he's good. He knows what he's talking about. We got Kevin Hamadani up next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, it, let it rock and roll. Um, basically, it's like your final thoughts, like you did on the last episode. But um, it's between, between those, the between
8: between those two,
1: Dog Day and Serpico. Yeah. Oh,
8: you mean Dog Day and Godfather Two? Please.
1: It's similar to how that was, but now it's Dog Day and Serpico. Oh,
8: oh, it's a new, it's a new. Oh,
1: this okay. is the finals. This is it.
8: Oh, I see. Well, I,
1: every one of our previous guests gets to vote.
8: Oh, I, uh, Dog Day.
1: Yeah. That.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
8: Wow. That's a tough one, but Dog, Dog Day, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm hmm. Do you think it's, um...
8: it's his eyes in that one? His eyes, his little flinches, mm-hmm. his little weird little thing he's got going on it's fascinating Yeah, he's mesmerizing and he's also very vulnerable and sweet and sad in that and, and, and Serpico is such a narcissistic character and they call him out for being narcissistic and it's great it's a great character trait but it makes him a little less endearing mm. than Dog Day you know damn yeah. okay I love I love endearing Pac- Pacino like Scarecrow yeah. Pacino and, you know when he's endearing he's just so sweet so Dog Day has all that has a little bit of tough guy Pacino Sweet Pacino, vulnerable Pacino, stupid Pacino, funny Pacino has all the, all the great Pacinos. In
5: the so, yeah.
1: another one for Dog Day. Okay, things are getting a little, <laughs> a little scary for Surpico. The uh, the bench is sweating a bit. I think. What do yeah. we got here? I mean, this is uh, we got seven two, thus Oof. far. It's um. It's
2: looking pretty dark. Yeah, it looks like yeah, you know, Serpico's sweating, you know, he's he's like in the door right now, and he's kind of hoping that the police behind him are going to help him open the door or pull him out.
1: <laughs> um, up next, we have uh, the terrific uh, early season guest, Maria Walsh Cole.
10: So here we are again. Forget about it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yeah. I see Return to the Master, just me. You're not asking anyone else about their final votes here. And I really appreciate the exclusivity that you've given me and the weight that is sitting on my shoulders between Dog Day Afternoon and Serpico when it comes to Mr. Al Pacino. Um, The year, 1973. The film, Serpico. A young Al Pacino was so committed to Serpico that he rented a summer house so he could be near Detective Frank Serpico. Yes, he did. And in addition to that, he was such a method actor that he rode along with police detectives, felt it wasn't enough. So he just started traversing the most dangerous parts of New York. Still not enough. Tried to arrest a man in a truck for too much exhaust. That's how method deep into the role Al Pacino was in Serpico. Also, the film was shot backwards, fun fact, so he could get that nice shaggy shag at the top and then trim on down to the beginning. Uh, And for a while, Al Pacino could not be seated in restaurants because of his commitment to the role. So as I said, hoo forget about it. Serpico is the winner And champagne. Forget about it. And hooray to them.
1: Okay, another vote for Serpico. Mm -hmm. Seven three, seven three. It's still. I mean, I is is the math there i I don't know um it's 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 still pretty still in dog day's favor i would say but we'll see um next up we got uh the terrific very funny uh very insightful randy thompson
4: okay so my vote is obviously for serpico um i think that his Range obviously is on full display in that movie from the super quiet moments to the like completely batshit crazy losing it moments. But for me, the like the quiet stuff where he's you know sitting across the desk from the you know the the his commanding officer, whoever it is, and says, I'm a marked man in this department, super clear, super grounded, and just real, and it feels like to me that's peak Pacino. That is somebody who is like tapping into a real human being, um, and and it gets me. So Serpico.
1: OK, oh. Serpico, oh, man. Is this is a fourth quarter comeback. Is this a um, Yeah, I mean, are we talking about uh, one of the one of the great, you know, I mean, you think about those Super Bowl comebacks that I, I if I had a reference point, I would use. <laughs> but I'm sure they were. I'm sure they exist. Is this you know, like,
2: is, will this be a titular miracle, like the hit film Miracle?
1: Miracle of the film Miracle. Yes. The, 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 you're right, The correct, the, absolutely The titular miracle Who's to say um, But uh oh Wait a second, is this a classic Academy Academy swerve? Oh uh, You might recall our next guest in the order Was Christina Wu She unfortunately was unavailable To give her vote She's very <laughs> very busy you know, It's doing... almost as if <laughs> she has like
5: a
2: job that's, like, She has really a
1: difficult. job uh writing for television that's going yeah you know we we are so we are very happy for her that she's in such a good position so we're not we will not begrudge her that she cannot she did not have time to vote these two movies for our stupid ass show yeah <laughs> but, uh,
2: she is chill yeah 100 percent
1: what i just had a baby i could do it no <laughs> never mind god bless thank you christina for your she always comes in with wonderful thought out thoughtful opinions that um we're happy to have we've had we're happy to have had her twice on the show uh next up after that though is the um boy would you say the um the trickster of of our show the wild card our coyote our coyote yes the great the terrific our good friend nick aliafin
8: all right so uh I had the pleasure of watching Dog Day Afternoon, the week you guys brought me on. And I did watch Serpico because I wanted to have an honest, uh, truthful opinion um, on this matchup. And I'm not gonna lie, this was hard. This was very, very hard. Uh, These were two amazing performances by Al Pacino. Um, And I remember, you know how much I love Dog Day Afternoon. I was raving from the rooftops how much I loved that movie and how much I loved him in that movie and I loved his energy and his presence. With that being said, I'm going to have to give it to Serpico. I'm gonna have to, I, I didn't do that with Meryl. Merrill, I stuck with Sophie's Choice, but you know what? I have to give it to Serpico. I was blown away. I was blown away by not just obviously how great the movie was, but how touched I was by Al Pacino's performance. Um, I thought it was a much more um, nuanced performance. I thought there was more uh, variation in his performance. It, he went through different levels of emotions and feelings, and he grew as a character, and he changed. And uh, it wasn't as one note I felt like Dog Day Afternoon was, even though Dog Day was such a powerful, enigmatic performance. Um, but yeah, Serpico was a, woo! That was a great movie. I enjoy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look forward to watching that movie again. I was really, really uh, pleasantly surprised by how much I loved it.
1: Serpico, wow. So if you're counting at home, it's five votes for Serpico. Dog Day Afternoon is sitting with seven votes, mm. three votes for Maine. Becky Feldman, our final guest, our, one of our favorites, and then Patrick and mine. Uh, if you understand math, which took me a second, if we see three votes for Serpico here, Serpico wins. Mm. Serpico has to run the table here, though so we leave it to Becky Feldman the always opinionated always terrific super duper funny Becky Feldman
0: okay so I am
10: going with Dog Day Afternoon while both performances were you know phenomenal there was just something about Dog Day Afternoon where the whole thing takes place in a Dog Day Afternoon as you know but like he Al Pacino just kept like digging deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into this character that was in the span of like one day. And I thought it was fascinating. Like there were so many layers to his character. Serpico, listen, we love him. We want to hang out with him. We want to go shopping with him. Maybe he's a little one note. I understand why people think that's the better performance because it is so iconic. But for me, I'm going with the DDA as they say.
1: Dog Day Afternoon has won the tournament regardless of Patrick and my votes. We are still going to give them to you. Yes. But, I mean, right Dog Day... Uh, right powerhouse. Now
2: can, powerhouse. Right now you can currently hear the song, Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men, playing in the background. And Which rebels-
1: I, What I understand, Sydney Lumet took a hard look at that song for the end credits of Dog Day Afternoon and just didn't, didn't fit. I mean, they thought about it, certainly, but... um.
2: I think my next project is I am going to do a YouTube video of the opening of Dog Day Afternoon, but instead of Amarina, I'm going to play <laughs> to let the dogs
1: out. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So we already know it's a it's a eight five eight five. Yes. For Dog Day Afternoon and Serpico. Serpico making it tight toward the end. But we're going to give our final thoughts here, too, despite the fact that um, – you know, Dog Day is is the season's champion. Uh, Patrick, would you like to go first?
2: Yes. Uh, it's you know what. Both of these films are incredible. They're great films, uh, and I never felt uh, the f- fatigue watching these films the way I felt with other films we've done on the podcast. Uh, you know, sure, it's definitely with um, uh, Sophie's Choice. I felt that fatigue. Uh, you know, I felt it with Scent of a Woman. Um, but Dog Day Afternoon and uh, Serpico were always a treat. And I always felt like I discovered new things watching each film because they, they, they were so uh, well-crafted and crafted with uh, care and intent. You, you watch some films like Righteous Kill, for example, and it kind of feels like this dude's just kind of, it feels like, you know, some films feel like everyone's kind of on autopilot. And uh, whether that is true or not, Uh, But you never get that feeling with um, both of these uh, films. You never get that feeling with either of the performances. Uh, They both kind of uh, represent, like, the they're probably two of the best performances, uh, roles an actor could ever wish for. Like, both of these roles, like, you have um, one role, which is uh, the most perhaps the most important moments in a man's life or the most stressful moments in a man's life. And then uh, you have another role that is uh, just following a tract of a man's life as he slowly recognizes the institution he's a part of is uh, rotten to the core. And it's, uh, it's really tough. Uh, there are moments in Dog Day afternoon that I think I can't like that can't be um, that aren't recreated in other films like the, the, there's a franticness to Al Pacino uh, that is uh, uh, you just you, you I don't think any movie can really ever create what he did in this film like him like running with his um, gun, his big his big like automatic gun uh, back and forth. And the bank uh, is just so terrifying and filled with life. Um, watching him slowly get uh, drained mentally and physically to the point where you have that scene where he's like asking about the hamburgers in the car and his, the look on his face is just one of absolute, like, it's almost like, just total insanity. Just like someone who's been through hell and back, just this hundred yard stare that I can't um, erase from my mind. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, ultimately though, I think what he does in Serpico is more difficult to achieve Especially when you consider how he filmed it in reverse, which is so crazy. Like he did all the, like all the, like every, like, you know, cause he had like this long beard that he grew and they, they, you know, shaved it. And like the, the, the only way they could do it basically was to film everything in reverse. So like, um, to be able to like, uh, film this movie chronologically backwards and still inhabit this character in the way he did is just an insane achievement and it feels and it's uh, a testament to his skills an actor that the ending when he finally breaks down in the hospital uh feels so well earned and deserved uh yeah it's just like yeah it's one of the few performances where you just you cover an entire man's uh working life in this corrupt industry i have to i have to give it to serpico my vote's for serpico
1: one more vote for serpico now eight six serpico and the question is beginning to uh, our eight six dog day afternoon mm-hmm. i think the question is uh <laughs> if christina was here would this end up being a tie
5: oh.
1: <laughs> that could happen. Uh, it could it could have yeah um So obviously these are regardless of wherever this ended up these two along with The Godfather are probably what Al is going to be they're going to be at the top three Mm -hmm. in some way shape or form um, in his career these are these these performances again along with the first two Godfathers are kind of what defines him as one of the like all timers Mm -hmm. um Serpico is it is the it is a true showcase. It is Al Pacino is Serpico, and every scene for 130 minutes he is Serpico. And you know, there's people come in and out of Serpico's life, but the one constant is Serpico in the film. Um, And he gets to do a hell of a lot. I mean, he gets to scream, he gets to cry, he gets to Be a lover. He gets to dance. He's you know everything in in between. Um, It's the nuance too of how he slowly is cracking, despite the fact Serpico is such a. I mean, Kevin brought it up, kind of moralistic to the point of narcissism. You know, he's he's so stuck in his way. You know, he is. Serpico is unchanging. He's hurt by the system, but it doesn't change who Serpico is. By the end of the movie, he's just disappointed. It's a It's a, it's a loss because the system can't live up to Cervico. Dog Day Afternoon, Sonny is not, Sonny is a far more ragged character. He is doing something kind of, not kind of, definitely irrational. He's drug a friend into it who neither of them, almost from the second you meet them at the end of the elton john song when they're sitting in the car you know these guys are in over their heads like it is a poor decision from the start but it's in the same vein as serpico there is like al plays that desperation and you talked about his you know hundred yard stare we see it at the end of this end of dog day and a serpico and a heat you know and, and other yeah. films too it is this kind of like geez what, what the hell man yeah. <laughs> insomnia. yeah 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 they
2: on so many features
1: yeah and because we love him because he plays these characters with the weight of the universe on their shoulders um you know and i think this comes down to for me serpico does not serpico has a lot of great moments and he he's so consistent it's not that he is brilliant he's brilliant this is this is apples and oranges, my man. I mean, like, yeah, at the end of the day. Um, and you're right, like, peak 70s, peak Lamette, peak craft and care. There's a reason they both hold up so well. I mean, like, the glory of this entire season has been sharing these movies with people who hadn't seen them before, and, be like, and them coming to us and being like, man, those are good. Those are good movies. Uh, the difference maker for me uh, is Dog Day has... More scenes that I find unforgettable. Mm. Now that I think about it. In particular, we're talking about the Attica scene. We're talking about the scene on the phone with Leon. We're talking about the will reading. And at the end of the movie, like you mentioned, they guess their food and the look on his face at the airport when he watches Sal get rolled away. Um it's it's an utter it's one of the greatest movies ever about failure. Yeah um and Serpicos goes about failure too in a different kind of way um sunny's journey i find a little more emotionally like brought and brought into him even though he is a liar he is a thief he is he's weak he's a weak man but he's just trying something and and also it's something else has been brought up it's it's funnier you get to see that side he's funny in it you get these human qualities and we talked about like the the scene of the party in serpico and serpico is a strange like a stringent guy um Mm
2: -hmm. although he has his moments of levity,
1: he does he does i don't want to i don't want to like because when you're making a pick like this it's almost inevitable that you have to try and find some negatives Mm. in the opposite one that you're not planning on voting for right um but for and I, and I also don't want to play favorites because we all know from the top 20 episodes that Dog Day is in my top movies of all time list and Serpico did not make that list. Um, here's the thing. Serpico, maybe because of the structure of it, every single time I watch Dog Day Afternoon, there might be a little bit of part of me that kind of thinks Sonny and Sal are going to get away with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so special. Each time out, there's this excitement and verve to like okay they're not doing great but I'm still like oh wait the Attica scene they're, they're, they're like he's feeling hot he got pizzas for everybody the bank tellers are kind of like liking him now um, they're going to get you know maybe I, even though we all know they're not going it's, it is inevitable that they're going to it's going to end tragically right. um, and then the final thing I wanted to mention was um, he gets to act across his greatest scene partner throughout yeah. most of this movie and the guy who brought out arguably – I mean, I think De Niro brings out a lot in him, too, in Heat and The Irishman. But I think um, John Cazell clearly was a acting soulmate to Al Pacino and the richness of their scenes together. Obviously, the, the, um, the Wichita moment in the film. Oh, yeah they're they're pushing each other to a place that goes beyond and then also I mean you throw Charles Durning you throw in Chris Sarandon all the other acting part all the other acting people and partners that Al gets yeah. in the movie that bring out something really really special that kind of goes beyond like a screen acting performance I know we were praising Heat before but it, it, Heat is a performance Dog Day Afternoon has this lived in feel where you, you just feel like you're there and you're with them and you care about them, even though that they are troubled, troubled souls. And you're rolling in shades of gray. Um and it's led by him. My vote's with Dog Day Afternoon. Totally there. And yeah. so these are at uh, these are great movies. This isn't this isn't like some sort of God bless Florence Foster Jenkins. It's a really, really nice movie. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not. It's not like a classic movie like these are. Uh, Sophie's choice was the clear winner in my opinion. Still from that season, this is a little less clear. This was a little bit tighter. You've got mm-hmm. me. Um, but congratulations to Dog Day Afternoon. This is a terrific movie. We hope. Uh, we hope everyone dug it all as much as we did.
2: Truly, one of the my. Favorite uh, experience, filmic experiences I've ever had is getting to discover all of these Pacino movies, and uh, kind of determine uh, what I love about Al Pacino and mm-hmm. Dog Day. I think it is a hundred percent a better film than Dog Day, uh, than Serpico. Although Serpico is incredible, I love Serpico.
1: Yeah, Serpico is a great movie.
2: But Dog Day, what I love about it is there's like a timelessness to it, and I think it's one of the few movies where there are very few movies that um i think you can show to modern people from like i think there's like this thing where like if you know movies from like 10 years or later from before you were born uh it'll turn off a lot of folks like
1: this is a yeah, like- joke now the joke now that the oldest movie anyone knows is fight club <laughs>
2: yeah honestly yeah there's like a lot of kids where like yeah the oldest movie they know is like probably fight club or like
1: uh the matrix yeah Yeah, the
2: the matrix seriously and um i think dog day afternoon is one of those rare movies where i could show my like you know cousins that uh you know hate like old black and white movies and like stuff from like uh pre- uh water boy and uh i think they would be just as enraptured as they would be with like a recent film
1: uh, it's it's thrilling it's funny it's yeah. ultimately tragic and we have to give a huge amount of credit on both these films i know we have before but i want to do it again the editor Dee, Dee allen edited both dog day afternoon and serpico and her in particular her editing on dog day um just ha- it's propulsive. It makes the movie true. And it's the rhythm of the movie, the way when things happen in the movie is just, it's really special.
2: Oh yeah. And it's like, it's quick when it needs to be, but it's also willing to linger when uh, like there are scenes where like, um, like every moment where like he's conversing with Charles Durning or he's conversing with uh, his wife or his uh, lover over the phone or he's uh running across the bank it's just it's i don't know it's incredible
1: is there's just a life to it that uh meant that is not matched by many movies period there might be better movies better stories told or whatever but the kind of like from the second that elton song comes in Mm -hmm. it's just uh you're in for the next two hours so congratulations to dog day afternoon now uh, before we head out, uh, we're, we're going to reveal what we're doing next. Oh yeah. Uh, much like with the previous season, we're going to do a palate cleanser. We had a, we have a good one. We've got a really good one planned oh. out. But then something happened during this season <laughs> that led Patrick and I down a fairly continuous rabbit hole that we've brought into real life conversations with other folks that we just can't seem to get out of our head, and it is the film Geely. <laughs> um, yeah. in a nutshell uh, we are still going to do our palate cleanser but we're going to do something first yeah, and a, a
2: palate cleanser for the palate cleanser. A palate cleanser
1: a quickie palate palate cleanser in which we are going to look deeply and you know hopefully provocatively at the filmography of martin breast in a subseason called whatever happened to martin breast martin Brest is the director of shealy He's also the director of Scent of a Woman. He's the director of Beverly Hills Cop. He's the director of Midnight Run. He led an absolutely fascinating career. He recently turned 70 years old and has not directed a movie in nearly 20 years. And that movie, of course, was Gigli. So we're going to go through his entire run. We're going to look at his successes. Guess what? We're going to close this thing out. We're going to watch fucking Gigli again. Yes. Which is, um, are we mad? Who knows? We <laughs> might invite some people in to watch it with us who are first timers, too, because it's an experience to, have by, to be had by all.
2: Yeah. If I'm drinking poison, uh, someone else is going to
1: be Yeah. But we're going <laughs> to be taking a look at the career, kind of ha- where things led, you know, at, at this director who clearly had a knack for rock solid mainstream comedies there.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And something seemed to have changed and but then he disappeared uh obviously i don't know if we're going to have an answer for why he disappeared but we will probably take some alleged guesses at at all of that and uh we'll try and see if there's a coherent narrative to the entire story um i think that there might be but uh we will see as we go through them so next week we're going to be taking a look at his first film going in style that's what's called right going in style yes uh, which um, features? Get this: John Cazale, Academy Academy Hall of Famer Lee Strasberg is one of the cast members. It's a uh, early uh, old guys getting their groove back to do some sort of job type thing. I believe George Burns, Art Carney. Uh, Art Carney. So it sounds and I, bl- I believe it was a fairly nice hit at the time. So we're going to be taking a look at that. We're going to be look, We're going to do some research into Martin Brest's early life. Maybe if we can take a look at some of his student films, if we can track them down on YouTube and uh, go from there. But uh, week one is going to be going in style. Week two is going to be a uh, oh, boy, a banger of a double feature Beverly Hills Cop did I run? <laughs> um, <laughs> week three is going to be sent to a woman and meet Joe Black. Mm-hmm. And week four. And, uh, week four we're going to take another look at Geely. And Oops. then we'll let you know that week too what our next palate cleanser is. And then after that, who knows? The sky is the limit for the Academy Academy. I would say. Yeah. Um Season thank you. three. Who will see, we cover? Season three. Take your bets now. Um, but thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. Hope you uh, stick with us into the future. And uh, see you all next week as we dive into the the question of the hour. Whatever happened to Martin Breast? Congratulations again to Dog Day Afternoon.
2: Hey, forget about it.
6: (laughs) 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 A man walks down the street. He says, Why am I soft in the middle? My life is so hard, I need a photo opportunity, I want a shot of redemption, don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard, bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight, far away my well door, just a beer belly, beer belly, get these mutts away from me, you know, I don't find this stuff amusing anymore, if you will be my bodyguard, I can be along,